Bears Packers week. Yes. That yes felt like it was, ooh, it's Bears Packers week. I don't know. Doesn't it kind of feel like you don't know? We, we've built up this entire offseason. Rodgers is gone. It's our time. It's our time. And it's time now. And it feels like, ooh, maybe we're not ready yet. <laughs> The pause that you begin to have when the season starts, right? Uh, especially when it's against the Packers. Especially when it's going into now a third quarterback regime, and we've all kind of been laughing at Jordan Love along the way. But as we get closer, we know that that Packers defense, that Packers running game is tough. And they're, they're more established with their coaching staff and, and their players. And um, the, the, uh, the nervousness starts to come out right about now, Dan, because this is, I mean, what, technically the first game of the official week of the season, right? Mm-hmm. So the nervousness starts to come out. Look, I, look at me. I, I feel like I'm sitting in my chair, like, all tense right now. Like I am I, tense, I am. for sure. Very tense. And maybe it's, I care too much about it because maybe for a lot of people, come on, bro, it's just a game. And even if that were true to a certain extent, maybe it is when we play Detroit. No offense to Don Burr. But (laughs) against Green Bay, man, this feels like, again, I take it personally. Yeah. I know. It matters. I wish that this, like, era of players cared but because of free agency they could be in green bay next year and they don't really look at it that way it's a business is it possible that you and i can talk each other out of this or maybe even chris watts who's going to join the show in a little bit can we like uh, yeah. can we can we leave this show like feeling positive about like like we, like we can beat the packers i sure hope so because otherwise i'm flying out there for nothing <laughs> you know <laughs> well danny boy Why don't we kick this show off? Let's do it. Bears country. Where is it? That was BCP. That was BCP. That was BCP. That was BCP. She told me to dance like this. Don't show the hands. That's better. Is that a little bit better, Dan? No, I just feel so like intense right now. But the things that I should laugh at aren't even funny because I'm just so worried about the game. <laughs> I need to laugh and like giggle, maybe get a girl to like jerk me off or something, like something <laughs> to relax. But I, I feel just really nervous about things. Not saying that I feel like all oh, the Bears are going to lose. It's doom and gloom. But I, there was. I'm sort of like, I would see the whole offseason like, ah, 
It's a foregone conclusion. The Bears are going to win by 28. Like, I've never been one of those guys. I don't know how to get to that point. I wish I could. But I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I feel like if they do win, it's going to be tight. I just don't see them winning big, especially as sloppy as the preseason went and everything. So I feel like if the Bears do win, it's going to be, you know, 24, 23 or something like that. You know, let's just hope we're on the right end of it. And it's no laughing matter, unfortunately. Yeah, we're a little bit banged up, right? Um, I kind of want to play the the press conference. Uh, you know, there's really we talked a lot about this last week. Uh, so there's, I kind of want to uh, actually play the press conference and and have us like talk about it in real let's time. Let's do it. Pause it and talk about it. But let's sure. get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reservation that you start to have as it gets this close to the season. Green Bay game one, it's um, it's getting real now, right? And yeah. that's that's where it starts to settle in, like the the PTSD, if you will. Yeah, like a better words. You remember on Rocky before the big fight, neither neither guy could sleep the night before. Right. And Rocky went to the arena and stuff, and he was like, "Hey, look, it's the pictures doesn't have the right colors." I mean, I know it's a dramatic comparison, but I feel like I can't sleep. Because I'm worried about this. <laughs> I'm I'm very worried about this too. I don't I mean, want to be here, zero and one. Although I probably won't be on next week because my I don't even land until nine p.m. on my way back, and then I have a ninety minute drive home from the yeah. airport. So, either way, I don't want to be talking to you after the game at any point and say we're zero and one. It's so a percentage on it though. I mean, I think at best it's 50-50. At best. Yeah, it, that's what's so, like, it, at best it's 50-50, right? They do have the advantage. Um, they should. They should have the advantage. Have They're the at advantage. home. You know, I know that didn't matter for so many years when Rodgers was quarterback, but it's not like Green Bay had this explosive preseason where all their things were coming together too. So if both teams are kind of in the in the muck, then at least they're on our in our yard, so to speak. I mean, I think um, in the way, in, in a way, though, what I meant was Green Bay has the advantage because oh, they're more established, right? The running game is is more established, even though it's it's moving on to Love. He's been in the system for many years. They've got their receivers record, you know the. They added a bunch of new receivers last year. They're going into year two of this offense in, for the Packers. I think that's where my uh, – What would you rather? Would you rather be – take away everything else. I'm just talking about the individual two guys. Would you rather be following Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and trying to prove that you're worthy of being their successor, or would you rather be Justin Fields trying to prove that you're not a running quarterback, you can throw too? What's the more difficult, most, what's the more daunting task following two legends, not just one, two, or trying to show that you suddenly can throw better than what people think you can. Not and only that, your MVP, some people think that you're a bust. So which one's more difficult? Well, not only that, but you, you have this legacy of bears quarterback tradition that sucks that he's also trying to overcome. Right, coming out saying he wants to throw for four thousand yards. He thinks he can this year. 
So, I mean, he's so got a lot to overcome as a Bears quarterback. Who's got the most pressure? Who has the most prove on the most to prove on Sunday? Is it Fields or is it Love? That's a good question. Because Fields is five and twenty as a starter, as you know, and that's not fair to just put that on him because the whole team lost. But it is a stat, whether we like it or not. So more often than not, his teams have been defeated. Mm-hmm. So again, who has the most to overcome on Sunday? This is only Love's second start ever. Yeah, I guess the answer is Justin Fields, isn't it? I don't know. I'm just speaking rhetorically. I really don't know. I think, I know I think the answer is, though. If Green Bay gets a lead and they can just start pounding the rock and not have to throw that much, then the pressure is going to be on number one for sure. People have been worried about the uh, the run defense in, in the preseason. It's preseason. I get it. But people have still been you know, uh, worried about that. So if that starts to show itself in the actual season against the Packers in game one with a revamped defensive line, overhauled, two rookies, a, a second-year player, uh, Travis Gibson gone, I mean, I don't know. It could, it could play into the Packers' favor if their offensive line is healthy. Scary, I know. I would like to think, and maybe this is, I'm biased, I admit. I'd like to think if this were two teams we didn't follow, let's say we were talking about, hey, the Jacksonville-Tennessee game, we'd be like, oh, okay, who gives a shit, right? We're not AFC South fans. But let's say it was two quarterbacks from a completely different conference, completely different teams, and it just happens to be Fields versus Love. I think if we, if most people were watching the two guys, they would say Fields is the better quarterback. I would agree with you on that, hundred percent. If you had no, you know, bias emotionally invested, Fields but, just but seems like a better think, player. I also think if you were also had no bias in this, that you would look at the two teams and go, "I think the Packers are the better team." Well, they do have a really good running back, but I do like the Bears' three-headed monster there, too. I I don't know. I, the, I want to come out and say I've never believed in their coach, and I think that Rodgers sort of made him seem better than what he was. So I hope that the little guy, and I say the little guy, he's, he can't be but like 5'4". I hope he's exposed he looks like he's one of the munchkins in the Wizard of Oz. I really I just don't like that coach at all. I'd like to see him get his ass kicked, like literally and figuratively. He's a smug little fuck. He always looks like he smells shit or something. Like he's always got he's like Victoria Beckham. Although I would, you know, eat her shit. I'm just saying, but he always looks like he's like mad or he's snobbish, you know. I, I just don't like him. So I'd like to think that the Bears are actually a better team and they're gonna expose him for the fraud that he is starting on Sunday. That's what I hope. Uh, I'm right there with you. Richard's on to something there. Fields' hate is stronger than the uncertainty for, for love. So you know, more people dislike Justin and think he's a bust than so the uncertainty surrounding Jordan Love. That's probably so true. true. 
Yes. Well said, Richard Long. Oh, man. Look at that. Jamarcus Russell, yeah. 7 and 18, his first 25. You know, the sad thing about Jamarcus Russell is that for like three years after he got cut by Oakland, he worked out with Jeff Garcia. He lost like 60 pounds, put all this like muscle on and like tried everything just to be someone's third stringer. Just give me a chance. But they're like, you're a bust. We don't even want to talk to you. He got in great shape and just couldn't get a chance. Whenever they're done with you, they're done with you. Yep, they're done with you, for sure. All right, let's uh, Dan, look at let's get to the chat really quick. Mister Mayhem, Demond, fifteen ninety nine, Bearski Films, Mo Beerman, Richard Long, Jay Grizz, Leo Factor. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Cliff Victoria. Did I say Mister Mayhem already? Yeah, great to see you guys again. Um, yeah. So you want to get to the um. The film from uh, you want to watch the uh, press conference today. From one one question first. Sure. I see in the top left prediction, eleven and six. So that's where you're holding on the prediction, right? Yes. I mean that was a collective as a group of us, uh, like five of us came up with that. You know, so. So if we're eleven and six, if that's going to be feasible, that has to start with a win on Sunday, right? It does. It did with. With the record here, I can show it to you. It's right here. It's somewhere in all this mess of stuff. There you go. So Packers was a win. By the way, um, the Bucks we had a, as a win, and I'm actually going to that game now with uh in Tampa with Cliff, Cliff Victoria. Thank you, Cliff. Offered me a ticket, so. I'm meeting up with Cliff. We're going to go to that game. It's going to be hot as hell. Yeah. Or a cooling towel with a bunch so of ice. So there's no hurricane or something going on down there. Yeah, exactly. No shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – um. so we started off four and two, uh, two and two. And then, what, two and three. But then we had a – actually, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. So we started off um, four and one. What? What is that – Six and one, and then we we lost two. This is our collective thoughts. Lost, we lose two in a row, then we win one, then lose two in a row again. So I mean, who knows? It's just it's which fun. Lions game is the road game? Um, they both just have them at home. I think the second one's in in Detroit, right? Yes. No, that would be three straight road games. We don't have three straight road, right? No. Oh, I screwed that up, huh? Yeah, it must be the first ones at the Lions, right? As I look at that, I'm not sure that we're going to lose to the Browns. Maybe. Had, yeah, we had, because we had, it was at Lions, we had it as a loss, and we had at home as a win. So, the, yeah. So, you're saying, what, what about the Browns? Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in Watson and Cleveland and I don't know. I think that could be a victory. I mean, who knows? It could be. Yeah, the Cardinals are tanking. They may not even activate Murray the whole season. I saw. Wow. They want really? the number one pick. They want to get rid of him. Uh, oh, <laughs> who knows, man? But I, I, the Green Bay and the Tampa Bay game to start the year though. I don't know that they're both wins, but if they are, 
then we have a shot in Kansas City. If they're both losses, then I worry about an 0-3 start. Oh. Let's not even talk about that right now. Let's All right, let's, let's watch the presser then. I, I didn't see it. Well, let's, 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 uh, before we do that, let's bring in Chris Watts. He can watch it with us. Let's not hang it up. Uh, leave him hanging in the background there. He's like five hours ahead of us. Yeah. Chris Watts. What's up, my friend, our friend, Chris Watts? Oop, I messed this up. How am I doing? Oh, you see go. my medium dick energy up there, though. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, Chris. Hold on. I got to get Chris in here somewhere. All right. There we go. There it is. There you go. Sorry, I'm a rookie to this. Hello. Hello, everybody. I had, I had Dan's face on top of my shoulders. I felt quite good looking then. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you dubbed the British Bear? Is that what that says? Yeah. Apparently so, yeah. Apparently so. I that was... That was Dan's uh, Dan Dan's idea, but yeah, it's great great to join you boys in Packers Week, and uh, I can't believe you brought on a cynical English guy to try and make you feel more positive about the Green Bay game. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are we, us English are cynical from birth, so like um, yeah, but it's great it's great to speak to. Uh, to Dan Aguirre and a new Dan as well, and uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm a little bit like uh, Mr. Aguirre, I'm a little bit tense about this Sunday, and uh, you know, I was quite confident about it. I just with all the injuries I've had on the offensive line, and uh, and how good their running game is as well. It's uh, it sort of lowered my expectations down a bit. So, you're kind of Preparing yourself for a loss? Is that what you mean? I wouldn't say prepare myself for a loss, but I'm very much thinking that it's going to be a, if we do win, it's going to be a tight game. Um, very much like what our Dan described earlier on. I, I, then again, though, it's week one, and you do get you do get some weird results week one, like last year when we beat the 49ers. Um, you know, so, and I know like uh, Green Bay lost lose their sort of early games quite often as well. So um, let's hope, mate, let's hope that with uh, it all comes together and all these people who are injured, like all the defensive backs and everybody, it just comes together in a week one because uh, I think if we lose that one, it's uh, – I can't I can't imagine what the mood in the camp and what it's going to be like on YouTube for the next, for the next sort of week or so yeah. after the game. So – it's like thinking about my move. dog dying, you know? Yeah. One thing as I look at the schedule, Tampa's definitely I would I haven't seen anything to verify this, but more than likely Tampa's gonna wear white in that week two game to force us to wear the darker jersey. But if I were the Bears, I'd wear the orange one that day on the road to alleviate some of that sunlight and the heat that's gonna come with the navy down there. I would wear the orange jersey in, in Tampa. I, I wish that the uh, uniform jersey release schedule would come out. It, last year it was like September 2nd, and today's the 4th, and it's still not out. Because I always want to wear the right jersey to the game, too. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't they wear the one that the – the white one with the, you know, the crazy striped socks? 
No, because Tampa's going to Tampa will wear they're all white to make us wear the dark in the heat. So if they're wearing white, we suppose we we have to wear either the orange or the the navy. The Dolphins did that to us back in eighteen, but the Bears did wear orange that day, but we still lost. But I mean, that navy's going to attract a lot of heat. That's for damn sure. I know. I, I it's going to be hard to wear this jersey to that game. I'm you thinking know? about wearing a T-shirt this week because every game I've gone to and worn a jersey, the Bears have lost anyway. So I'm thinking of just wearing like a white Navy Bears shirt or something and, and hoping playing the superstition card, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You see, Dad, the thing, I, the thing what I worried about is that I've got a feeling that, that uh, Mr. Short here is a little bit of a jinx at home at going to a game. So I'm slightly worried about going to a game with Dad because I keep thinking of jinx. <laughs> yeah, you know. Normally, um, I'm actually pretty good going to games. That, that was a bad year last oh, year for me. Well, I oh, went to oh, a lot. Oh, of thank God! I went to a lot of games, so they made me look. They made me look bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm one of these people who's quite lucky. I'm quite lucky when I go to sort of sporting events. Like my side usually wins. So uh, I don't know if that's just put the, the death nail into it. But, uh, yeah, you know, we all record last year, Dan, I'm like, oh, God. And same with Mr. Aguirre as well, like the, the uh, Raiders game we're going to, I'm thinking, man, am I going with two jinxes here or what? I'm travelling thousands of miles, spending a fucking fortune, and I'm going to be yes. sat with jinxes. <laughs> I'm already joking, boys. I'm already joking, man. Well, you're sitting with Foster the second game, so you can't, you don't know anything about Foster's jinxiness. How's Foster yeah, going to make it through a game without smoking? <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm thinking. <laughs> no, 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 in Foster, me and him will never get to it again. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'll meet you inside. <laughs> no, I'll meet you inside, Oh, man. No, it's true. Um, you made me lose my completely lose my train of thought over that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, you're gonna have a lot of fun at 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 the games. It's it's amazing that you got to with the GoFundMe, we were able to get you here, and you can go see that because it happened to be lucky that there's back to back home games. So now you'll be at the one with um, myself and Kitty and my cousin, and then the next game you'll be at the Raiders game with Foster and you'll meet up with Dan and Aldo and or whoever else is going to that game. Yeah. And Aldo can't go, but um, on the day before he's wanting us to come to his house, uh, the way that the way I think, I think it would be you two gentlemen, myself, and he oh, wants right. Heidi's coming in from Mexico. He wants Heidi to come over and have a small get together with people that are in town that weekend. Cause he is still unable to go to the games. He ca still can't raise his arm over his head. And he can't have someone be like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, first down, and like shake right. him and like pat him and wait and try to shake his hand and all the things you do at a game where he's still injured. So, but he, st he still wants to get, you know, to meet Chris and, and Heidi. And I think he's met Heidi once before, but he invited everybody to his house the, the day before the Raiders game. That's right. Yeah. Apologies. I mean, I, I do... Yeah. But, sorry, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I've actually, I actually spoke to him. Uh, well, not spoke to him. I messaged Aldo the other day, so he's, he's going to let me stay over. I can stay over at his that weekend, so 
it's just good that'll be so cool if everybody comes to his house and you know we all get a chance to to get together. It'll, it'll give me a chance to spend a bit of time with you as well, Mister Maguire. Uh, no, I don't know. I called you Maguire. Maguire, sorry. Uh, That's all right. But yeah, it's just it's just gonna be a fucking. It, it's just gonna be awesome. And that week, this this ten days is just oh god, I just can't put it into words, man. I'm so I'm sort of like half shitting myself. Because, like, you know, this is, like, so out of my my world and, and my life, like, actually doing something like this. And also, like, obviously, I, I know you two guys, but, like, I don't know, I don't know Dan's family, and I'm staying with Dan's family, so I hope they, I hope they, they like me. And, uh, I mean, I've got a bit of a weird feeling that I'm never going to get out of there. <laughs> like, I might never get to the, I know, that, the, the, old, uh, the old cult following. And... Um, you know, I, I keep thinking I'll never get to that second game because you'll have me sort of chained up in a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if this were a horror movie, either Chris would be the killer or someone in Dan's family would be the killer. It wouldn't be. It would, they would either like kill Chris or Chris would kill all of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Picture. I think, I, picture you. Make sure you guys get you know on the DM together just to make sure you keep in touch before so we know who was what. Yeah. If it ends up either way. He might get home and then they may not extradite him if he kills all of you. <laughs> Chris, Chris I'll, I'll, be like, going, I'll, yeah. Go I'll be going to the British I'll be trying I'll be trying to get to the British Embassy as soon as possible and, and try to get asylum. <laughs> Asylum, asylum. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, no you're, it's just gonna. You're gonna, you're gonna be like, um, oh, so we're out in the country, huh, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's sort of like we're in the middle of nowhere, Dan, and uh, you told me there's some sort of spooky houses <laughs> nearby, and and uh, you know, all you'd have to do is like lock me out the front door, and I'd be completely lost because I wouldn't even know where I am. Just like, and I can imagine by the time you pick me up from the airport, we get back to your aunties, it's going to be dark. So if you just oh, sort yeah. of threw me out, I'll be, I can't, I'll be just be wandering around aimlessly around, yeah, around the Illinois countryside. Yeah, yeah you, you'd be fucked if we just kicked you out the door. What we <laughs> need for Chris's adventure, Chris's story, yeah. like the most epic story would be to come to America and the Bears win both games these here. But the man needs to find a lady to cap off the story to talk about when he went to America, he watched two Bears games. And oh, by the way, he fucked for four hours. That's what we need from Chris. <laughs> yeah, he fucked fu he fu right across the Illinois. He fucked right across the <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> but I actually, I actually do have quite a good record of American girls. So what? you never know, mate. You never know. Mm -hmm. You start talking to me. You start talking to the ladies with that charming accent. I'm sure the yes, sky's hello. the limit, my friend. Uh, uh, yes, hello, hello, dear. How are you doing? Yes, very nice. There you go. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Try to talk like a Chicagoan. Let's get yeah. him on Facebook dating. <laughs> I'm already on it. <laughs> well, man, we'll switch your location to Illinois when you get here. There you go. Yeah, bud. Yeah. It's yeah, nice, it's nice to meet you. Just practice this. It's nice to meet you. It's nice, it's to, meet nice you. to meet you. It's, it's nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you. There you go. Hey, Dan, is that nice to meet you? 
It's nice to meet you. Am nice I here, to meet you, Chris. Am I here? What, what do you find me fucking amusing? Am I here to make you fucking laugh? <laughs> Ooh, Joe Pucci. Oh, yeah. You're getting my accent down before I can fucking blow you get yours down there, mate. See, I keep talking. This keeps going back to the Mary Poppins. <laughs> you keep going back to that Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke impression of an English accent. Oi, <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> Up the fucking chimney sweeps. Oi, oi. <laughs> I'm not a company man. I'm from Yorkshire. I'm from Yorkshire at all. This guy's going to leave Chicago like, Dan, it's been a great time. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you on the flip side. Yeah, I'll talk like, to you on the flip side. This guy? Yeah. You never know, mate. I, I, yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Oh, it's just going to be. It's just It's just going to be great. But, uh, yeah. Uh, enough said from me, anyway. Get your, get your clip on, man. Get your clip on. So do you all, you all call cigarettes fags, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, fags that we call girls, birds, like women, like you go, oh, she, she's nice looking, you go, she's a nice looking bird. That, that's like a, a British trait. Uh, I'd also like to say like a girl's like attractive, we call them fit, like she's really fit. That means like she's really attractive. So it's uh, birds, she's really fit. Uh, and then I'm usually just begging by then anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> And the bathroom is the loo. Is that correct? Oh, it's the loo. Or, that's correct. The loo or the toilet. And a good saying is that instead of telling somebody you're off to the bathroom, just say I'm off to sprinkle my boots. <laughs> I'm off to get blown in the loo. This guy's gonna. This guy's gonna get here and try to plug in his fucking uh, his, his phone to charge it, and it's gonna be like, "Excuse me, mate." Uh, how do I plug this in? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got I've got a plug adapter. I need one for okay. the hairdryer. <laughs> Make sure you bring that adapter, because I have no fucking idea where to get that for you. Wait, Amazon, never uh, mind. No, uh, you, you're not very up on the old English, are you really, Dad? You know what I mean? I, 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 must, I must forgive you for that. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Especially when it that's when it comes to English money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is that? The you have the yen over there? Is that we what it have, is? No. We have the we have the pound, mate. Pound sterling. <laughs> That's right. I thought I thought it was the uh what's what's the, the other the euro. I thought it was the yeah, euro. I thought it was the euro. Yeah. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean I mean that that was quite insulting, Dan, really, as an English man. I was nearly just gonna walk off the shore. That was quite insulting. <laughs> I finally insulted you. It took all that. After took everything. All that. <laughs> After all that insults you've been, you've been yeah. throwing up there that that one sticks. It was the euro. <laughs> fuck you, what? Fucking euro. Pound, mate. Pound. Fuck you. <laughs> Chris can come here and, and teach all the kids the metric system. <laughs> Yes, please do. Makes sense. <laughs> I hate I hate converting it for work. Do you guys want to oh, watch yeah. the? You guys want to watch the press conference and chat yes, about? Yes, I do. It? I would yeah, love dude, to. Like... Let's go to that. Is this Eberflus? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me remove you from the screen there, and hit this play button. Um, yeah, so we just started off our, uh, you know, we had a long weekend, 
uh, players had the weekend off and uh, came back in on Monday. So we got on the field a little bit. So we did light uh, individual and some special teams and uh, finished with a seven on seven just to get the guys moving around. And uh, we always think it's a good idea when you have a couple of days off. That's kind of the schedule we'll have uh, on Thursdays. Uh, we looked at it for that for after the Thursday games. Um, so that's uh, good to get them moving around. We think it's going to make for a better Wednesday. You know, leading into Wednesday, we'll be in pads. First and second down day, which you've already had a preview of that. Uh, so we're ahead of it a little bit. And uh, going into a first, second, third down, we'll be in shells in the second day. And then Friday, we'll be in helmets. And uh, work the red zone, gold zone from there on that day. So guys are excited about this week and the preparation that they've already put in uh, for our first opponent and uh, working into uh, this game week. And really, I talked to him today, this morning, about rhythm and routine. You know, it's a rhythm and routine of, of an NFL player, of an NFL coach. Um, you have to visit with your loved ones about that rhythm and routine and what that means to you uh, to get yourself prepared uh, and ready to go for these uh, 17 Sundays uh, that are so important to every one of us. And it matters. And details matter. And the you know, preparation matters. And that's the phase they're in right now. No. They're in, uh, in preparing. Uh, watching the film, studying their opponent, studying the guy they're going to go against, uh, looking at their matchups. Um, we have a good part of the game plan in, putting themselves in the game plan, uh, where they fit in, and where their plays are to be made um, during that time. So um, that was kind of the visit this morning, and then we had a nice old light practice today, and now they're off into uh, their preparation mode as we get into this week. Uh, with that, I'll open up to questions. On Brisker, Okay. Any, any 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 comments? It felt like he really wasn't saying much. <laughs> yeah, that was the opening of the press conference. Not much to say, right? Bit to yeah. Going into the gold zone from there on that day. So, guys are excited about put in uh, for our first opponent and uh, working into. Uh, well, routine of, of an NFL player. I lost my, my place. Loved ones about that rhythm and routine and what that means to you uh, to get yourself that are so important to every one of us. And it matters. And details matter. And your preparation matters. And that's the phase they're in right now. They're in, uh, in preparing during that time. So um, that was kind of the visit this morning. And then we had a nice old light practice today. Uh, he, is the, he is right there. All right. Where's the first question? As we get into this week. Uh, All right, here we go. Open up to questions. Yeah, like I said last week, uh, he is the, he is right there. Uh, he's Jaquan Brisker. Are you okay? So he says he's right there. PJ is going to hop in and join us. You want to hop in here, PJ? No, okay. So right right off the bat, how do you feel about this with with Jaquan Brisker? Even talking about him right now, Dan. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. What's the question? Uh, we, they were talking. They asked him about Jaquan Brisker, and he was going into talking about how, like, yeah, he's going to be ready by game one. But the fact that we're even talking about Jaquan Brisker right now is kind of concerning, right? Well, he and Eddie, neither one played, right? So right. I think we, we should be asking about Eddie Jackson too, especially coming off that horrific injury that he had last season, but allegedly they're both ready to play Sunday and Brisker I saw said he hated the Packers today so I'm fired up okay. Chris uh, yeah it worries me greatly really that, that we haven't had our uh, start defensive backfield sort of 
have any time together at all. Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to play sort of a lot in the pre-season, but that does worry me. That I mean, Brisky has been out for God weeks now, and it's uh, it's it's sort of try to guess what what you know what injury it is, and is he actually you know has he got over it? But it's just the lack of cohesionness. What's what's worrying me with the uh, defensive backs? Okay, fair enough. Let's continue. Uh, progressing. Right. And uh, Wednesday is going to be a big day for him, but it looks uh, on the positive side right now. So we're looking at that. He had really good workouts this weekend and uh, as did Eddie. And so we're looking at both those guys uh, in a positive way. And Wednesday will tell us more. When you prepared defensively for Green Bay's offense, what are the broad strokes of looking at this with McClure? The same same coach is still there, but different quarterback, different style of quarterback. How do you and very limited film on him? How do you? Put all of that together. What's your approach to game planning for their offense? Yeah, uh, you know, just know their style and the family and the system they come from. You know, so you can, you know, you, you know what that style and that system has uh, in their in their system. So, you know, they're going to do. They did a lot of good things last year that were effective, and I'm sure they're going to keep doing those things. And uh, we just look at it that way. And there's a lot of guys that are that in the family that are in the system in the NFL. So you can look at a lot of different things uh, that way. So, but uh, that's what we do. What do you think? I think you beat read Dan. Yeah, I think it's paused. I think I can hear you. I can hear you all right, uh, the other Dan, but I can't hear Mr. Shorty at all. What are you, Mr. Shorty? <laughs> I'm an I'm an asshole. I I was muted. I was saying that any questions or comments? Jesus. <laughs> If you, have any, you know, I still don't know what Brisker's injury was. Has that been defined yet? Nope. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I've got no idea what it was in the first place. Soft tissue injury, probably? I mean, I don't know if it's like a back, a leg. Or, I mean, I have no clue. None of us do. He's been pretty um, uh, tight-lipped because he, he, he doesn't have to be until... I guess Very until stupid. Wednesday, right? Is yeah. when they have to put out the injury report. Yep. <clears throat> so anything, I just wanted to make sure you guys didn't have anything to uh, add to this. If you do, you can you can talk over him and we can pause it and interject from there if you have anything to say. Understood. For Alan as well, what do you guys find most challenging about matching up with LaFleur, what he does and trying to decode that? Yeah, it's always about the players. Just finding some tall guys, right, Dan? Sure. Get some tall coaches. <laughs> it's not all the bald ones that Nagy had. <laughs> okay, moving on. It's always about matching up against their good players. Uh, that's every week. Um, you know, when you look at the NFL, it's always about that um, because you know how do you match up with those guys? And if you match up well against them, that's fine. If you if you think you need to help somebody someplace somewhere, you have to do that. And uh, but that's always the game that you play as a as a defensive guy and an offensive guy. You know, you're always looking for those matchups where you can exploit. Uh, what's the challenge in preparing for a guy like Jordan Love, who's been in the league for a long time, but there's not so much NFL tape on him. You know, the college tape is. Yeah, you just yeah. Have- Here, here's where I have to interject. Never mind. I'm going to hold back. I'm just going to let him talk. Go ahead. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. You have what you have, right? You have what you have, and you're looking at the tape that you do have, um, and uh, that's all you can go by. You know, and again, that, that happens all the time when you're playing against a guy who's just starting out, maybe a second start or a rookie, and uh, that's all you can go by. Coach, you all did some things this offseason to address the offensive line, and the thought was, you know, you go left and right, but the guys that you thought were Braxton and Tevin and Cody and, and Nate and, and Darnell, and the idea was that they can get some continuity over the course of the summer, then that would be a pretty good camp group going into the season. Obviously, that did not happen due to injuries. Now you're in a bit of a different place. How do you go about moving forward with that? And where's the where's the level of belief or confidence that, that this group, as they currently assembled, can be as effective as you hoped that original group would be? Yeah, that was a long-winded question. Any, any anything to add to that? Any, any have any any answers, Dan? No, I I mean, can, I just want to hear it. Like, uh, you want to hear his answer, right? You don't yeah. want to give your answer, right? Okay, I, I want to hear yeah, what the coach. Okay. question um you know really it's what you go by you know it's it's what we have right so the guys are getting back in there together you know they had a couple of good practices uh, last week which we thought were really good for us um you know in terms of execution in terms of continuity i'm bringing those guys together and we have this week and then we're gonna have to build upon that uh going forward into this first stack of games so that's that's really all we have you know what i mean so yeah, philosophically what was uh when did your decision to keep today brief a little bit more on the Monday. Week. Yeah, just you know, quick and fresh, you know, and getting guys in and out of the in and out of the building. You know, we had a good, you know, good set of meetings, which was great. Uh, had a good team meeting. Do you have something to say, Chris? Yeah, well, just about what you were saying about the offensive line. It's uh, that to me, uh, the words we're using, it sounds like we're in quite a bad shape to me. It sounds like that offensive line with all them injuries, it's it's going to be. It's going to be hard work on, on Sunday because the Packers do have a good defensive line. Uh, and mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just think he's just sort of obviously he's being very cautious and he doesn't really want to give anything away. But just from them sort of words and, and how we were talking, quite vague, um, that worries me quite a lot. The screen is kind of frozen on a, on a very, um, I don't know, kind of a concerned look. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if I will say. <laughs> I'll continue. Special teams meetings and then O and D meetings, which was awesome. Putting some more game plan in, and then really the thought was just to you know get them moving around, get them catching, get them throwing, get them covering a little bit, and uh, keep you fresh for the for the Wednesday practice, and then moving forward. What's Cody's best position? You know, I, I like him at, at both spots. You know, I really do. I think he's he's really good at guard, and he's he's a very efficient center. And uh, I. What do you guys think is Cody's best position, Dan? If he could snap consistently, then maybe center, because the last few years at left guard, he he's not been that good. That I honestly thought he was going to be released this off season, mm-hmm. even if, even if it was after June. For one, I mean, Cody's got to be 30 or right there at it, too. I would say this is his final year there. But hopefully he's going to be ready to play left guard because it seems like it seems like Lucas Patrick is back Sunday. Everything, Everyone seems to be thinking that's the plan anyway. Wait, really? I'm pretty sure Patrick is going to be at center and Whitehair at left guard. Wow. Unless the guy we just traded with the mullet is going to start, I would 
I would I hope think- so. I thought he was like the replacement to Tevin Jenkins until he comes back, and then mm-hmm. Whitehair is back at center. Because my answer is Whitehair. I think is like you said, Dan. I agree with you. Everything you said. If as long as he can get his snapping things under control, which he seemed to be doing well this this season, I, I would prefer him at center. Chris, uh, I would prefer him at center. Um, I mean, he did have that Pro Bowl season at center. I know, I know, I know also as well that he does struggle with his with his shotgun uh, snaps, but uh, I'd rather him at center. I mean, Lucas Patrick, we just start seeing what he could do on the field. I mean, I know like. He played guard a few times last year. He wasn't all really good. And I mean, the thing that always baffled me is if you can play guard, then why can't you stop a ball? Do you know what I mean? It's not because yeah. even if you're not, set, you still have to use your hands in blocking. You know, you're still going to get hit on your hands and, and all that sort of thing. So that, that sort of baffled me. But yeah, I think white, I'd rather have white air at centre because uh, I thought I thought like you, Dan. I thought the guy we brought in from Miami. Uh, the mullet guy, who actually looks looks a bit like my dad. <laughs> my, dad, had, my, dad, had, my, dad my dad had exactly the same hairstyle and moustache in the 80s. Um, so it just reminds me of my dad. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought like you, I thought he'd be like left guard, you know, brought into left guard until until, until uh, Wire gets um, gets fit again. But I'd ra- I really don't want to see Lucas Patrick play guard again, because I thought that that were a little bit poor last year at the same release. I, I think Patrick is going to play center Sunday and Whitehair's at right, left guard. Right. I think that's what's going to happen, but I could be wrong. Wow. Okay. We'll find out. You guys want to continue this interview? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, going forward, we're lucky to have that. You know, we're lucky to have a guy that can flex in and out. So I like him at both sides, both spots. When I asked you about LaFleur, you were talking, you said it comes down to the personnel comes down to the players your players against their players do you as you scout them and make your own plans do you like the way your personnel matches up better this year with their personnel after all the upgrades you've made now do you look around at all 22 spots and say okay we we have many more edges than we did last year yeah i would say that for sure i mean that's we have acquired a lot of a lot of players you know and uh and some good ones you know you know if you look at all both sides of the ball you know so we feel good about our players and uh, we're excited about the matchup and we're excited about those guys being able to go against our rival. And uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, an underrated part of any rebuild is how good everybody else is. And the NFC North is very, there's as much parity now with Rogers out as there has there's been in a long, long time. How much of that is a factor do you think? And just in your mindset, just the way you go about it. I mean, if you're, in, if you're trying to rebuild in the AFC West, it's a totally different story. You're in the NFC North. You, I mean, do you, do you, do you acknowledge that parity and that opportunity that presents for a team that's maybe taking the next step and that it could be a bigger one than, uh, than maybe people think? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you look at the landscape of your division. I mean, that's certainly a, the first thing you look at, you know, and then you look at, you know, your conference and then you yeah. look at it from there. But, um, <laughs> you know, we like where we are, you know, in, in our in our division. And, and uh, you know, that's why we play the games. You know, we're going to play these games and we're going to see where we are and, see where we need to grow and, and mature in some spots and get better at some spots. It's all part of the season. You know, you go from your first game to your second game to your 10th game. You know, we just have to keep getting better every single week. And, uh, you know, again, have some young players in there that are going to be, uh, you know, exciting to watch and exciting to grow. But you certainly feel good where you are in the division. Now, with such a young team, how much do you as a coach lean on a guy like Eddie Jackson who's been around for a number of years and been present with his team for, for a while now? 
Yeah. I mean, you lean on, lean on all those older guys, right? You know, and Eddie's certainly one of them. You know, he's a guy that's been through, you know, a good season that, you know, he's had here in 2018 and then also been through some trials and tribulations, and and that makes him a stronger player. And uh, he's, he's, he's been up and he's been a little bit in the middle. And, you know, last year he was on the rise again, and we expect great things from Eddie this year. But uh, leadership uh, is no question we expect that from him. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, Eddie Jackson this year, guys? Dan? Well, our guy Ron, who um, you know made the games for and he gave us the tickets for the Bears Raiders, went to a couple of the training camps in Lake Forest and said that uh, that Jackson looked great. And if you didn't know that he was already hurt from last year, coming off an injury, you wouldn't know it by the way he looked. So that gives me hope for someone that's seen him up close, you know, and and looking good in spite of you know, he's got to be getting closer to 30 and, and coming off a big injury. So if I'm trusting Ron's eyes, then I'm excited for Eddie. Uh, and then, and with Brisker, Brisker's a, another safety that wants to make tackles. And as we know, Eddie does not like to tackle. So that's good for him to maybe sit back and, and maybe get some interceptions. Chris? I think, I think we definitely need Eddie Jackson out there just due to his leadership, like the coach said. Um, it's just like what I mentioned before. It's just it's just like they haven't really had much match time together. Obviously, they would have, they would have trained together, Brisker and uh, Eddie Jackson and, and all that at training camp. They're going to stuff, you know, they didn't play all together through the preseason. But yeah, I think we definitely need Eddie's um, leadership at the back end. I mean, He's tackling. I mean, he did improve last year. But then again, I don't know how he could not improve compared to how he was the previous year. Because my mum could tackle better than him, and she's like 71. Uh, <laughs> so um, I just I just, I just, just hope he's fully fit and he can last the season because I think we do need that that bit of a general at the back, you know, a bit of a captain at the back. So, uh, yeah, I just hope like, he played like he did last year and just improves in his tackling ability. Yeah, here, I'm brisk Sorry, mate. Go ahead. Brisker needs. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say Brisker. I know he loves his tackling, but he does need to wrap up more rather than just going in with his shoulder, because there's so many times you see running backs will bump off and then sort of tackles, and it happened to him quite a lot last year. Um, so I just hope he wraps up a bit more. But he is a hell of a player. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just hope Eddie can last last through the season really. I was just going to ask you the guys the question. When's the last time you saw him play a full season? Mm, I can't remember. Was he hurt in 21? No, because my answer at the top of my head is like, didn't he play all of 2021? Oh, he might have. Okay. Anyone? Anyone out there know that answer? That seems, that seems like a good answer to me, Dan. What, in 2018? 18, he was solid. 19, everyone took a step back. 20, he was really struggling. 21, he struggled. But I, I don't remember him being significantly injured, though. He might have been injured from the year before, though, still. Or something. It was because he, was, he wasn't – we were all worried about him, right? So my concern is, yeah, he had a great – he was having a great season last year. Can he 
we know we can do it again in, in the second year in this defense. Can he remain healthy the entire season? How old is he now? He's got to be close to 30. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be his late 20s, So that's my concern there is who comes in when he's out? Elijah Hicks? Is he the answer? I mean, uh... I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I didn't see a lot out of our safeties in, in the preseason enough to, like, I didn't break down the tape or not. That's what I'm saying. I remember you didn't have either guy playing the final preseason game, mm -hmm. but nothing really stood out to me. Like, I wasn't saying, ah, these backup safeties are fucking terrible. Right, but exactly. I but I didn't see anything that said, ah, oh, these backup safeties. I feel good about them. It's just kind of like they were sort of in the middle somewhere. Like, I didn't notice them good or bad. Jeremy in chat says, you never know with any player, any season on health. Just sucks mm -hmm. when good to great players seem to be played with injury. And that's really, uh, Jeremy, that's a great point because when you look at – I always kind of judge the if – you, if you go back and you judge – the Bears' seasons, you know, the one and dones that they've made the playoffs, they were a healthy team for the most part. Until, you know, the, even the, the 2006 team was healthy and toward, and, until kind of towards the end, they lost Mike Brown. They would have had Mike Brown and, and uh, Tommy Harrison at Super Bowl. They would have won. But, you know, for the most part, when they were a better team and they made the playoffs, they had health on their side. And that's the, that goes to say the same for any team that makes the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl. They seem to health have health on their side, right? So if we Eduardo can, just says that he's done. <laughs> wow. Damn, Eduardo. <laughs> Damn. Eduardo's we need him to be good or play well this season. Yeah. Demond fifty nine saying Mike Mike Brown is a great example. Mike Brown, oh man. Just, love Mike Brown. God, I love him. He was he's a Hall of Fame safety without the injuries. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Anyway, let's get on to this press conference. It's more of an advantage for you to face Jordan Love, who has no tape but also not that much experience now than it would be eight weeks from now. Or oh, I just hate this question. Let's let him go. Let's let him go. I'm curious what, what the exchange is in terms of there's less for you to go on, but also he might not have hit his stride the way he would be had he played a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's a, always a tough question to, to answer. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it, you're, you are where you are, so it doesn't, you know, I really can't answer that. You know, just you got, have what you have and you, you go with what you got and you make the best of it. Though, <laughs> did you take note that, oh, this is, you know, it, it being week one? might have a different connotation than if it were later. Yeah, I look at the schedule a lot of different ways. You know, I, I, I have a lot of perspectives on it. You know, for me, it's like, uh, you know, who you're playing, when you're playing them, you know, in terms of the times, rest for your players, uh, everything from this to that. I look at everything, so. Yeah, your, your week, game week routine, is it any different than it's been? Have you learned things from, like, last year that have changed things or anything that you can point to that, you know, a lesson learned from last year or whatever. Yeah, I would just say the main change is that I'm going to be more 50-50 on both sides, you know, and with special teams, you know, so I'm going to be more spread uh, with the whole football team than I was last year. Uh, I was a lot with the offense last year, so and I've stated that already before, but um, that's going to be the big difference in the routine for me. Yeah, 
confidence that you'll match up with Christian Watson. What left an impression on you when you played them the second time last year, the things he's able to do? Yeah, it was, it was a good draft pick for him. You know, they, he's uh, obviously very talented. He's got that speed. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of... All right, Dan, we lost Chris, but what do you think about that second game last year when Jordan Love played with the Packers, for the Packers, I should say, had a good game with Watson? That's what worries me. Is that what kind of worries you in this scenario? Is that is kind of they might have like kind of built a repertoire, uh, uh, a bond playing together last season? Is that maybe what's adding to some of your grief moving into this first game? No. And again, everyone that'll disagree with me will say, you know, the past is the past and it doesn't matter now. It feels like anytime the Bears play a quarterback, and it's you know their first start somewhere, even though this is technically a second start, they always struggle. Whether that was Brock Osweiler's first start in Denver, Brock Osweiler's first start with the uh, the Dolphins, Brock Osweiler's first start with the Texans. How about Colin Kaepernick's first start? It just feels like whenever someone gets their first start against the Bears, they light us the fuck up. It could be the '85 Bears, but goddamn, if he gets his first start. <laughs> So I know it's start number two, but my point is whenever someone seems to be inexperienced, the Bears never really find a way to exploit said inexperience. Who was the Packers quarterback that beat us the one time that they played us without Rodgers? It was uh, it was like a second or third or fourth round pick like five years ago. It was before Love. Uh, I, I thought you would know this, Dan. That's why I asked. I can't remember. I remember Kaiser played some, but I don't Not think he Kaiser. beat us. No, it was the other guy. Um, UCLA. They got him out of UCLA. Not Matt Flynn, Jeremy. He was from UCLA. Um, oh, He's come on. He was I was so excited because we he was playing the game because Rogers was out and he beat us. Brett Hundley, thank you, Demond 1599. Brett fucking Hundley. Oh yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten all about Brett Hundley. What year was that? Was that like 20? It was it was a Trubisky era. Trubisky lost to Brett Hundley? I think so. Oh my god, I don't remember that at all. What yes. <laughs> Steve S. Yes, Huntley. Mo Beerman, Huntley. Yes, yes. It was Trubisky that lost to Brett Huntley. Yes, right. I I'm believe so. Guys. I can't. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Brett fucking Huntley. Mr. Aguirre's got into a meltdown and he hadn't even got to the stadium yet. Yeah, <laughs> and Brett Hundley had nine starts in 2017. Let's see. Yeah. 2017 against the Bears. Oh, no. That was the that was the game where Mike fucking uh, or Glennon had the ball bounce off of his foot. Oh, God. I hated that game. Didn't Rodgers play in that game? Yes, he did. Okay, where was the other game then? That game was terrible. It, was, it wasn't like – I don't think it was a season where he missed – where Rodgers missed a lot of time. It was like Hundley like, – Yeah, I found it. Right. He, and he beat us at Soldier Field, no less. 
November 12th of 2017, Packers 23, Bears 16. Brett Hundley went 18 to 25 for 212 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Mitchell was 21 of 35, 297, one touchdown and no picks, but he was sacked five times. Yes. So when they asked this question to Matt Eberflus about, let's just go back, about whether or not he's more fifty-fifty on both sides, you know, and with special teams, you know, so I'm going to be more spread uh, with the whole football team than I was last year. Uh, I was a lot with the offense last year, so now I've stayed yeah, ready before. But um, that's going to be the big difference in the routine for me. Uh, Christian Watson, yeah. When you played them the second time last year, the things he's able to do. Yeah, it was it was a good draft pick for him. You know, so they, that's, what, that's uh, my question. Really what made you worried? Like, speed. Um, you know, he's got he's got a lot of good things that he does. He's did they develop a chemistry last year? Um, you know, big catch radius. Um, so now I you're going to see he's a, he's a talent that sure, against and, us uh, game one. Matt, did you feel a different energy coming into the building today, just after the long weekend? Finally, and if so, can can Tyreek Stevenson overcome that? Cause that kid does look pretty damn good. Yeah, it's been good the whole offseason, really. Uh, the guys have been great, great energy, great focus, uh, great determination, uh, really good energy out in the field. Um, they're excited. Uh, I think they like each other a lot, and you can feel that. And uh, you can feel the relationship piece in, in building and building, and uh, it, it's been good. You pick a number two can you pause it one second? Mm-hmm. Before we get too far away from the 17, because I'm finding myself distracted and not listening because I've been wanting to say something. The uh-huh. only thing I remembered about that 2017 game, I'd forgotten all about Hunley starting. That's the game where Benny Cunningham was out at like the half yard line and John Fox challenged. And because Benny fumbled, it ended up being a touchback, but they called it. It was Bears ball until he challenged it. Instead of first and goal from like the half yard line, it gave the Packers the ball. And that was the moment where I knew John Fox was gone. They should have fired him after the game instead of waiting the whole offseason. It was like your challenge just gave them the ball. You're done. You're done. You're finished. You're out. It was like the game, the game had passed him by, and that was the one sequence that harshly reiterated that. And that's what I retained about that game. I didn't even remember that Rodgers didn't play, but that's even worse. That's why I was just like in out of my chair, just like we're gonna fucking lose to Brett fucking Hundley. Yeah. So your larger point is in the past 30 years, it didn't even matter if it was Rogers or Favre, they could randomly sprinkle in, you know, Mark Brunel or Brett Hundley or right. Ty Detmer or somebody, and we'd still lose. So <laughs> I know. What a pisser. This is where you got it. Yeah. Like they say the history doesn't matter. Man, where were all these people last year when he was was it last season when he was or two years ago when he was like, I still own you. I uh, still own like the team, even though he's gone, they have to I hope Eberflus plays that kind of shit for him. This is the perception that that they have, that whole team, this arrogance that you are just their fucking, like you're the easy win on their schedule every year. Oh, and if you don't, if you don't care about that, because your, your crowd cares about that, your city cares about that, like that context has to matter. 
you just reminded me that that's uh, something I wanted to use for a thumbnail. Thank you. I'm going to write that down just so I don't forget it because I will forget it. Because the, the, the ownership is about to, to change. It has to. You mean that figuratively in the rivalry, or do you mean you're talking yes. about the McCaskies? Yes, yes. Okay. the ownership the ownership has got to change, figuratively speaking, from Aaron Rodgers owning the Packers to like Justin Fields owning the or Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears to Justin Fields owning the Packers. I'm... I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you just can't, you just can't. I mean, it, it, it's beyond sort of you know normal thinking that they could have three, you know all-time great quarterbacks in a row. You know, surely that, that's not possible. Surely. I mean, I can't think of any other club where it's happened like that. You know, even the 49ers back in back in the day with Montana, uh, Steve Young, but then it petered off. And it, surely, surely it can't happen again. And just just give us a break, the football gods. You know what I mean? We deserve it. You know what I mean? And... Uh, I, I still remember when, when, when Aaron Rodgers said that. And if I were a coach, that would be definitely something I'd be playing in, in the locker room, regardless if it's two years ago or whatever, because that's, it's like Dander said, that's basically the probably the public and the league's view of the rivalry that the Packers will always beat the Bears. Um, so, um, yeah, I just... Man, it's like a... I'll get, you know what? I, I was quite, quite calm... Well, we start the show, but uh, Mr. Aguirre's got me quite sort of tense and nervous about yeah. something. The more the, show, the more the show we're doing, the more I'm thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I feel like we could be in a bar right now drunk, though, and take a couple of Packers fans. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, I wouldn't need to be drunk to do that, mate. You know what I'm like? Little British bulldog. If, like, right. you know, if we were in a bar... If we were in a bar and a Pakistan went past and he said something slight to one of us, that would be it, man. I'd be on him like a fucking rash on the ass. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it, to what you're saying, um, like, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm reading SCC saying the Fudge Packers had a better, better offensive line in all those years. Yes, they did. <laughs> But with yeah, the like, Bears have been struggling on the offensive line for a, a generation now. And so we're going on this is like a hundred years of Bears now. We're going back into the into the twenties, into the, the next um what what is it, uh decade of, of of the Bears or next millennium of the Bears. The millennium is a thousand, right? Decades a hundred. So now we're back into the twenties again, and the Bears that's when their dominated their domination originally started back in the nineteen twenties. So Let's just hope that we can um, take that back now. That the Packers had a good run. You only won two Super Bowls, you fuckers. Sit sit on that, Potsy. And now it's time for us to take the NFC North back, and we're going to win four. I just want one. Yeah, I mean for real, like, and I don't mean the eighty-five, and that doesn't count because I was five years old. I want one as an adult. You know, if they'd have beaten the Colts. I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't care because I would care, but I wouldn't feel like something's missing and something's lost. It would feel like it's bonus time now. We're in the bonus. We'll get up there and get a cheap free throw out of this and maybe win another one. But the fact that they haven't won, they lost to the Colts. Again, I just feel like I'm missing like a long lost twin or a kidney or 
one of my balls or something. I just feel like something's awry. I need a championship as a fan to justify, you know, 35 plus years of fandom uh, and staying loyal yeah. to this fucking shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah. I mean, I feel exactly the same, Doug, because I mean, why, why would I, you know, be sat here talking to you two guys at quarter past four in the morning? From exactly. England. <laughs> From England. <laughs> right surely sure you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna make like a little shrine like a little chicago bear shrine and and uh do some like voodoo praying all this week and see if i can like you know and i'll make a little voodoo doll of uh, love and put pins in them and stuff like that <laughs> see if it makes a difference <laughs> guys have you seen this by the way really quick love for kirk cousins after seeing that document i mean the, the quarterback show about how to get the dog shit beat up. Jim McMahon's one of my best friends. Mac is, and teammates in Minnesota have been one of my best friends forever. That kind of tell you how Mac, Mac had his ass whooped his whole and kept coming back and kept coming back. And now we got stuff to create. And I promise you that you and I will get Jimmy Mac on this show this fall, and we'll have him as a guest or on PSF as well, taking calls. And you'll listen to Mac, do what Mac does. He'll probably have a dip in and a cold beer and have it. But I would love that. Taking it. And Sean, if you can get Jimmy Mac, I'm going to hold if, you to that now. And if you can it, get it, listen, buy a steak dinner. When I get on, when, when Jimmy Mac comes on, on our PSF show and your show, and I'll make, and you got to, I got, we both got to be a guest that day. Fair enough. That our bear, our Bears fans, I better not have to buy a beer in Chicago ever again in my friggin' life. How's that? Fair no, enough. You... <laughs> <laughs> you know the thing that that sticks out in my head because he's talking about being with McMahon in '93 in Minnesota. Like a lot of McMahon's problems started with that because in the playoff game against the Giants, when he's a member of the Vikings, he broke his neck, and the Vikings staff told him to go back into the game that he was fine. They let him play with his neck broken, and Jim has always said that a lot of his head injury, his problems as an older person, stem from playing on that neck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's true. But did you hear the most important part about that? He said he's going to get Jimmy Mack on the show. Congratulations, <laughs> man! I had my one moment with him, uh, interviewing him with Aldo, and I had a sinus infection. I sounded like complete and utter shit. It just. It wasn't good. The one with Eric Kramer was great, but the McMahon when I blew, oh. I just I sucked ass on it. I hope yours is good. I tell you what, yeah, I, you I, did a great job I, on both, Dan. Yeah, I was very I, unhappy yeah, at the I, McMahon one. I think I think though, um, yeah, no, you did really well. But I just I just think I don't know if it like you know that's his mannerisms, but you know he just seemed like not really sort of in, in tuned. Man did that night, you know what I mean? So it was like you were having to pull, like you know, I don't know, you know, you were having to sort of pick out the pick him, you know, push him to give you the answers. But I, I think you did really well. But but that Kramer interview were absolutely amazing, Dan. That was absolutely amazing. That and also as well, I mean, you're looking at the guy who were really open about talking about his troubles and his past. But that that was that was an absolute awesome interview, Dan. Thank you. I think the main thing. I, I dreamt about it like almost my whole life. Like, what would I say if I got to talk to Jim McMahon? And it's, just, it, it's almost like the analogy would be like, ah, oh, one of these days I'll lose my virginity. You know, like if I'm like 12 or something. And then it, 
then it happens and I, and I feel like, ah, oh, I sucked. I wasn't any good. Like I came too quick or whatever. Like it, that's the way I felt like I got this opportunity and it finally came into fruition. And then I just, I wasn't happy with it at all. It's on me, not on Jim. I just, I think I, that you're being too hard on yourself though, because of that, Dan, you, you did a great job interviewing Jimmy Mac, man. Come on, give yourself better. You guys got to check that out on the, on the barroom network. Just, Go to the Barroom Network, go to search and type in Jim McMahon. You'll see the interview with Dan, Dan Aguirre and, and Aldo Gandia. Dan, you did a great job, man. You're Trust me. You're just hard on yourself because of the, of the interview, man. I get it. I, I was sick, and I felt like my job was to, to probe his mind to like make him remember things, and I, I didn't do it well. I just I, – I don't feel like I'm – I'm saying this to get attention or oh poor you. I really just feel like I, I didn't do that good of a job. Like I, it, I sucked. I, 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 if I, if it was a game, we lost that day and I threw a couple of picks. Mo Beerman says he is very hit or miss depending on his mood too, yeah. which you know, he, he started off that, what, eating a burger and fries or something, you know, like... <laughs> well, that that's Jim to me. Like, that, yeah. like, like that's a good like, sign. Johnson, he'll have a dip in his mouth and a beer in his hand. If he can yeah, make that he, he, a lot of things he just doesn't remember because like Sean said, he, you know, he's, he sustained a lot of injuries over the years and you know, well, he just doesn't remember everything anymore. He's in his sixties, you know, but I still felt like my job was to probe him to be like, Oh yeah, I do remember that. So when I, when he didn't remember certain things, I felt like that was my fault, you know? Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, yeah, but Dad, you got to think that it's hard, it's hard to interview somebody if they're, if their memory is too great about stuff you're talking about from 30 years ago, you know, I, I, you know that that's a really hard situation to be in as an interview. And I, I think you did great, brother. Well, like like I just mentioned before, that that Kramer show was one of my favorite shows you and uh, Aldo have done. I just it was just oh yeah, that was amazing. It was so it was it was so sort of moving, and he was so open as well and transparent about his, his struggles and. You know, all the trouble he had with his ex-wife and then when he tried to kill himself. And, and for somebody who's sort of been in a similar situation, so he has, it's really sort of inspiring when you hear somebody who's had success in their life, but they're still human beings still, and they still have mm -hmm. health problems and struggles like we all do. Um, so, that, I mean, I was like nearly in tears sometimes when I watched that, some of the stuff you were coming out of because, you know, that's that's really brave for somebody to... You know, especially somebody who's been in the limelight as well, to to really open up as well about about you know about health and uh, especially mental right. health. But it's still, I mean, you know, I've, like Dan, uh, Mr. Shorty knows that I, you know I have really bad depression, and it it, it, it you know when you hear and, and like I've said numerous times, it sort of makes your world really small. And then when you see somebody like like Kramer, who's had the success and he was so open and so. And now you asked the question as well, Dad, as well. You didn't, you didn't leave him on. You were very, you know, you wanted to open up to you, to both of you. And it was just an amazing, that was the best interviews I'd seen in a long time, mate. That's off yeah, the, I appreciate that uh, greatly. Looking back into that quickly, because I don't want to take up all of our time talking about an interview I did two years ago or whatever. But <laughs> I was, when I was talking to his handler, I kept saying, look, I'm not trying to exploit Eric. I'm not trying to sensationalize what happened. I want to talk to him about football. I, I'm a legitimate fan. I was a fan of Eric Kramer's. It wasn't like, oh, this is a good story. Let's get him on for the story. But it was Eric 
who insisted, he said, hey, I'll give you all the time you want to talk football, but I really want to talk about this other stuff too because I'm trying to clear my name. I didn't hit this woman. People hear the story and think because I'm a man, I'm guilty because they say I hit her. And he, you know, as you heard in the interview, he was mad as shit. He called her a whore. And he, um, and during that process, I felt like if I was running a better interview, I probably should have inter intervened a little bit and caught him and got him back on topic. But he was so impassioned about it. And you could tell it was cathartic for him that I felt it was best to just sit back and let him talk. I agree. But in terms of an interview, like if this were on, not because of his language, but if it were on, say, an FM station, I would have had to have interrupted him because we let right. him ramble a little bit. But because it was a podcast, that gives him the form to do so. And I feel like after it was over, he felt like he had gotten a lot off his chest. So I, I think that one was a win. 100% a win. I, I, I remember, too, the opening of the – the Dan and Eldo show playing. There was something in there about Eric Kramer. And I was like, "Oh shit, is this, is this going to be uncomfortable when they start the show?" Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but because that was a real conversation that Aldo and I had about Eric Kramer. Like, he's yeah. like, he really is a tragic figure in so many ways, yeah. and that's kind he of where it went in the open. Yeah, it, it it for the Bears too. You know, I mean. Mm -hmm. He had he had greatness at his fingertips, man. He had the first two thousand two one thousand yard receivers in Bears history on his offense, and you know that Ron Turner offense was clicking at the time, and it just it didn't come together, man. But he was, you know, he clearly has the records to show how great of a season that was. So I hope that Justin breaks Eric's record this year because. The Goodness. most touchdowns in a single season for the Bears is Eric Kramer, 1995, 29 touchdowns. Yes. I mean, I'd like to see Fields get to 30. Even if he doesn't get to 4,000 yards, get that 30 touchdowns and put your name in, in a Bears record book. That would be great. Yes. Please. Let's do it, it was, uh, not to contradict, uh, uh That last tweet there, uh, Marcus Robinson wasn't there, there yet. I'm not trying to be a know-it-all, but it was Curtis Conway and Jeff Graham. Demond fifteen ninety nine saying that Kramer to Conway and Marcus Robinson connection was amazing. Yeah, yeah Marcus Robinson's run with the Bears begun in nineteen ninety nine. In ninety eight, he may have been with the Bears, but they sent him to NFL Europe. And when he was a stud in ninety nine, uh, with that was with uh, Cade McNown, Jim Miller, and Shane Matthews. Though in ninety five and four, with Kramer and the Bears, it was Curtis Conway and Jeff Graham. Yes, Jeff Graham, man. He was awesome. Yeah, and they, they both came up at the same time, and they brought back Conway, and they should have. But you got to re-sign Graham there, too. So in 96, they lost Graham, and then Kramer broke his neck against Detroit in week four, and, and that was it, man. That was it. It was the end of the run. Yep. You guys want to get back to this press conference? Sure. Before we end yeah. the show here? We're, just, we're wait and see on that. Did you talk about the routines earlier? Yep. Philosophically, good afternoon, kick. You got two in the first three weeks. I don't think you guys had any last year. What does that do? Like, how do you kind of prepare for just what goes into that day? Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. You know, you let guys sleep in a little bit, and you move the schedule back just a titch uh, during the course of the week. 
Uh, but uh, it's that game's not as big of a deal as it would be if it was a more of a six or a seven a night game, uh, depending on what, what coast you're on. But, um, yeah, so it's really not that big of a deal. At the two Green Bay games last year with Justin, you had you had the one like week two, I think it was, and another one in December. When you look at those two games for him against the same opponent so far apart, was that reflective of how much he grew during that time? Uh, yeah, I think our team grew during that time. I know the, the record didn't show that. But oh, yeah, they did. If you watch both those games, there's a, there's a growth in oh, there. Uh, there's an execution piece in there. And I, did, we, did we start tanking? Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you're on, you're on about the team sort of getting better and, you know, and everybody's sort of getting, you know, coming, coming as a unit. But we fucking tanked the last one. Yeah, but not, not at that point. Um, at that Green Bay game, you know I mean? we... It looked like we were going to win that game, man. Remember that one, the oh, second yeah. one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we did, yeah. That was before the tanking. And Fields got picked off like two or three times in the fourth quarter that day. He had yep. an incredible Ooh. touchdown run against Green Bay from midfield that was just like get out, stand up out of your chair and salute that motherfucker. It was so sweet and pretty. But, yeah, he got picked off a few times in the fourth quarter, and it looked like we had him, but we didn't. We got picked off the end of the game, uh, coming back to try Ooh. to win it. So, yeah. moving on. Yeah. Uh, there's a style, you know, and I know we ran the ball well uh, the first time up there, but, but uh, you know, I, I certainly saw growth in between those two games for sure. What about Justin specifically? Though? Yeah, him too. Where Justin completed seven passes. You have another one where in December where I think he said that was one of his – that's some of the best he's felt in his NFL. Yeah, no doubt. He, I, I think it's our whole football team, and he's included in that. Uh, certainly performed better in that game, and uh, we did as a football team too. Talked about that growth. You talked about that growth from like the beginning of the year to the end of the year, and part of that was you know maybe finding the team's identity. Uh, do you have a better idea of where this team's identity is heading into week one, or do you still think okay, new team, new season, we'll kind of see how it plays out? Uh, I would say I feel better about the identity overall, uh, just because of uh, we're in the system one more year. The coaches are more familiar with the players, uh, you know, the players that we have, you know, and bringing the new guys on. We bring in more experienced players, so I definitely feel more comfortable um, with that piece of it for sure. Can you carry seven receivers on game day? You can carry a hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what goes into the conversation about? <laughs> uh, what, what goes this can't be uh, active. <laughs> um, what goes into the conversation about if you got to whittle that number down? Uh, yeah, so that's always a great conversation with the, the skill sets, right? You know, you know how many how many running backs do you have? How many receivers? How many DBs? How many safeties? Corners? You know, runners? You know, it, it, all that skill set. There's always a plus one at one position that you're going to carry, um, and that's just the conversation you have. And then you got to say, oh, hey, what helps us win the game this week, or what helps us? you know, play better on special teams. A lot of times we've talked about that, that that's the big piece of it. You know, who's going to help us more on special teams. So that's always a conversation that uh, we are having with the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and the special teams coordinator as we go through and who's going to be up for the game. So so what does that mean for Velas Jones? Uh, first off, well, if I could say, cool. I'll come back to that. Can I say one other thing, what my question would be? I'm not trying to say I'm better than the press or anything like that. But if I had a chance to ask Lewis a question, this was in my head while he was talking there, I would be like, coach, the last Bears coach that was perceived to have success against Green Bay was Lovey Smith. That was a long time ago. Lovey's been gone more than 10 years now. 
you've got Mark Tressman, you've got Jeff, uh, or I'm sorry, John Fox and, and Matt Nagy, all these people didn't exactly have success. I'm not even going to get into that. That's, I have zero thoughts. On Sunday, you're going to be 0-3 against Green Bay. So does it matter to you as you try to sustain a legacy here and make this team yours, how important is this game against Green Bay for you and your identity for the organization? Can you tell us how what this game means to you? I'm, I'm going to fucking stand up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Get, get me. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you're playing the role. Is that right, Dan? I'm just, I'm listening to you. How important I'm you're firing firing me up. How oh, how important okay. is this game to me? This to you. If you how if you go zero and three as Bears head coach, if you want to sustain yourself your legacy here in Chicago, doesn't it start this Sunday with the win over the team that everybody here fucking hates? Don't you know how how even the McCaskies hate this team? If you want to coach this team for a decade, it starts on Sunday, right, Coach? Yes. Yes. Let's go. Actually, I, I busted out the fucking Peyton jersey tonight because it's technically day one of the of game week, right? And exactly. what better what better like uh, omen to start with than Walter Peyton with the first game of the year against the Packers at home? If we win by a fucking blocked field goal, so be it. We exactly. win by a blocked field goal, right, Chris? You wore the same jersey. You well, go. Yeah, man. Shout out to Sweetness as always. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can understand what he's doing, sort of in front of the press. He's trying to, like, you know, not build, not build the game up too much. But surely behind closed doors, they must be going, "Well, this is the Packers, man. You know what I mean? We've got to beat this team to, to win our division. With you know, it's our time." And I'm sure that's all being said behind closed doors. But I would just like, like when Lovey said, you know, I've come here to beat the Packers, I would love the coach to recognise the importance of the game to the fans and the history of, you know, the, history of the club as well. Because this, this is not just a normal game. This is our longest, oldest rivalry. Uh, it's, it's a team what's hurt us so much over the last 15, 20 years. I mean, I was looking in the 80s, we dominated the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely rubbed their nerves in it in the 80s. It was absolutely fucking wonderful. They were like, they were like a just they were just like a piece of shit for about ten years, man. They were fucking shit. They were shit. I mean, they were that bad that they tried to beat us by putting uh, horse manure into the into the team's locker room when Dick oh, came in in 1985. That's how that's how fucking desperate they were. They were trying to use animal shit to beat us. That's basically <laughs> the only way they could beat us. So. Um, I, you know, I can understand why he's been like he's in, you know, in front of the media, but you just thought behind closed doors up the going. This is our time, boys. You know what I mean? This is a special game. First game of the season as well. You know, let, let's start. How are we going to continue this season and dominate? Um, you know, there's got to be some of that behind closed doors. I hope there is anyway. I hope that's going, oh, it's just another game, guys. And, you know, we'll do it like we usually do every week. I just want, you know, I hope there's some sort of, you know, Board on the wall where they've got like you know loads of press clippings and the sh- like Dan said they showed a clip of uh, Aaron Rodgers saying he's. I mean, if I'd have been at Chicago, if I'd have been at Chicago when Aaron Rodgers did that, and I was sat right near the front, I probably would have been in an American prison by now. I think I would have jumped <laughs> over the wall, fucking tackled him, got got brought off by security guards, and uh, that would have been me. I probably been still in penitentiary now. 
this is what I want to see from Matt Eberflus on game day in the locker room. I want to see him like walk into the locker room, look at everybody, grab the fucking chair, go and jam it underneath the handle on the door so nobody can get in. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. just go buck fucking wild on his team. Like, listen, listen, boys. You're not going to escape this room right now. So just listen. <laughs> no. Or, this sounds, uh, like, my, this this sounds like that. Packers this weekend. You better beat the fucking Packers. No, but uh, he says bye-bye press credential if you ask that question. I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's fair if you put it under the context of Lovey Smith being the last Bears coach who had a successful run against their quote-unquote biggest rival. So if you lose on Sunday, you'll be 0-3. So isn't this – you can word it in a way that has credibility that you're not a fanboy, but considering I am a fanboy, how great would it be? Because Eberflus is just wearing T-shirts in the preseason instead of the shirts with collars and or whatever. What if Eberflus walked on Soldier Field Sunday and he had a Walter Payton jersey on? Or even better if he came if he came on he had like a, like what Dixie used to wear in the eighties. You know that sort of Chicago Bears jumper oh, yeah. bears on the front and, yes. and you know, or he came on like in a suit, like like old school. You know what I mean? <laughs> sort of thing. You know, nice suit and a bears cap, you know, with a number with a B on it. But yeah, I can understand why he's like he's in the press, but surely behind closed doors, like I said. Surely they must be saying, look, this is important, guys. And surely the players must be aware as well. Because, I mean, I always sort of, I meant to ask uh, KB's uh, cousin Andrew Billings, you know, if the players actually get told the history of the club when they join the club. Because, you know, obviously oh, yeah. you're not a Bears fan. You wouldn't care, would you? So that would be quite interesting if, like, the, you know, the players understand the rivalry and understand how much it means to the fans. And you know, and because it's been so one sided for so long, uh, but yeah, be really yeah, pissed, Chris? I'm, 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 I'm fucking fired up, man. Now, I'm fired think up, man. This. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go, brother. Well, Chris, think <laughs> about this it's been five years since we've beaten them. When Mitchell beat them in 2018 and clinched the division championship, was the last time that the Bears beat Green Bay almost five calendar years, December of 18. Come on, man. We got to win Sunday. We got to win. Yeah. win. Guys, I, I want to point out here, Maniac Sports here, will the, saying, will the Bears beat the Packers? This is a, this is a Lions fan who um, he's, he has a Lions podcast who Foster has reached out to. We want to coordinate with um, them uh, during Lions week to just um, give some back and forth banter. Um, about the matchup that week. So, Maniac Sports. No, no Don Burr involved in that one. No. Does he listen to their show? Why is he always with us? I don't know. He's not with us. He's never with us. He follows other people. He, he, he stays away from here. I think he knows. Okay. That was good. So, Maniac Sports, thank you for joining us as a Lions fan and being respectful. We much appreciate you. We'd love to have you on and talk with talk Lions with you uh on on game day week and thank you foster who just hopped in chat for um, arranging that just wanted to point that out <laughs> but seriously I, the guy the, the passion tonight is 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 just it's there guys we have to beat mm-hmm. these guys we have to beat the packers this week we have we have to right fist swifty pan we have to pancakes we, we have to we have we to, have to. We have to. 
Hey, we have to beat them, hey. motherfuckers, fuckers, man. <laughs> FGB, 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 FGB. Seriously, Dan, this is this is kind of like the last moment to get this shit out of your system because the next time we talk, well, it won't be next week because it'll be after the game that, that you're in Chicago for. So, unless you want to come on, hop on with us on Thursday that week. I mean, it's kind of going to be foregone conclusion because we're going to be moving on to the next game. Hopefully, we win the, the Tampa Bay game. But it's kind of this is like your last moment to get this out of your system here. You know, hopefully we do win that game. <laughs> Man, it's just been. I I remember when the day I turned thirteen on my birthday, we lost to Green Bay. When I turned fourteen on my birthday, we lost to Green Bay. That was the night Butkus and Sayers jerseys got retired in the in the rain at yes. Soldier Field, and we Have lost to Green Bay thirty three to six, if I remember correctly. With yeah. Edgar Bennett, who would later be a bear, and Favre both running for touchdowns. It's just like, and God, during that era, we lost 10 in a row when Wani was coach. And then in 01, you know, we go 13 and 3. Two of our losses were to get against the fucking Packers. 06, going to the Super Bowl, but what happens? We lose to Green Bay on New Year's Eve, and Rex is talking about wanting to go out to fucking partying or something and not giving a fuck. How about the NFC Championship game? We're going to go to the Super Bowl, right? No, our quarterback gets hurt, and they go on to win a championship. How about 2013 when we, oh, you win the game, you win, you're in, and blah, 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 and we have the lead. Randall Cobb gets open, touchdown. And it's just like, how much more shit do we have to take, man? I mean, we're talking like 30 years of this fucking shit. So please, God, if they're fucking real, can we just have this one? You know, <laughs> just give us this one. You want to all take a moment just to just to have like a but let's take 10 seconds of silence to pray to the I football. Mean, guys, to, right? to, maybe it's not a Christian thing. Maybe I need to talk to Buddha or somebody or, oh, let's, or okay. maybe I need help from somebody else. Go to every one of them. Oh, just just conjure everyone in your mind when, when we take five seconds here to to give us a, a, a quick pray. Ready? All right, let's do this. I don't know which, which theology has to help us. Whatever we need to do, let's do it and let us. Maybe I need a Catholic rosary, you know, some Hail Marys for a Hail Mary on the field, something. <laughs> do I well, need you know, to get you know, here, you know? You got to burn some stage. You know, yeah, you know what I'm setting up my voodoo, uh, you know, my voodoo doll and my voodoo thing. So even if even if we don't, even if we go to, through every sort of religion, we'll, we'll go through to it to the extreme of devil, devil worshipping. That's what we have to do to sell a source of a devil. But a I've never believed in the devil, but if you'll help on this one, then by God, I'll fucking use a pentagram. <laughs> That's what we need to do. <laughs> So, Chris, when here's what we have to do to make yeah, a voodoo yeah. doll. We, ha we have to go up to Green Bay and, like, take something from Lambeau Field. You have to make the voodoo doll out of that item that you, oh, you, right. you take yeah. from there. Yeah. Remember, yeah, I told you, about I'm going to steal some of your things before you leave and make a voodoo doll before you leave. <laughs> but, you know, real quickly, it's not just us. I mean, our fucking owner is 100 years old now. And she hates Green Bay. Well, she hates Green Bay. How much more time does Virginia have? I mean, if anything else, let's win it for the old woman here. You know, like, 
She fucking hates the Packers. Her dad hated the Packers. Can we get one for the old woman, man? She is going to be a hundred and uh, what? A hundred and two in Jan- on January fifth. Yes, I believe so. Holy cow, guys! We got a, f- a four ninety nine super chat from Mark Mark Gautier. Mark, thank you for joining us tonight. It starts and ends with Green Bay, literally. F the fa- fuck the Packers. I'm 64 and remember how dirty Green Bay is. Chicagoan is Chicagoan in easing easing world England. Whoa, wait, how do you say that, Chris? Easing world. What's that? Easing uh, Yeah, easing world. Easing world. England. Go Bears. Mark, thank you. Go on, son. Chris, you're, you're you're pulling the English over here. Yes, with a, with a four ninety nine. Yeah, we'll have a bit of a British invasion when I come over. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll sneak Mark into my uh, into my suitcase and, and bring him over. But yeah, thanks for the uh, for the chat, mate. And uh, yeah, if you're a fan of guy, God knows God knows what you're doing up at this time, mate. <laughs> hey, Chris, bring George with you, Berlissimo. Then you have the British invasion. Nah, man, I'd end up punching him before we do. We'll get over there, Atlantic, mate. It'd be it'd be like being pushed out there. It'd be pushed out the aeroplane by me or something. It was oh, like, no, it no, no. last really Enough for that. It Enough was, for that. Was... <laughs> Sixty-three to twelve. I feel like if I'm you... watching a super fan skit if... from SNL. Chris, if you push if you push him out of the airplane, you're going with him. So just don't just just curb your enthusiasm, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 yeah, but you know, but you know, a bit of a mad fucker. So I don't give a shit. I, 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 it'd be like Point Break or something. <laughs> we did sort of go fundraising, raise this money to get you here for now. Two Bears games for you to fly out of an airplane on your way here, just to push somebody out of it. Okay. As soon as you open that door, you're That's going true. with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it'll land quicker than I would. I'll land on top of them. <laughs> He's gonna be like Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Exactly, he that's what I was thinking. He jumps out. <laughs> He's as cut yeah. as a parachute. I bet on a parachute, it'd be like James Bond. It'd be a big Union Jack. Just like parachute right down in the soldier field. See, I want yeah. you to be more like Houston Union- Powers and get laid. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. Uh, it's been out. It's been that long, Dan. That sometimes I look at a hole in the wall and I fancy it. <laughs> we got to solve your problems, man. Man, I've got too many problems, brother. You don't want to go into my head, mate, because you'll never come out the same again. <laughs> we we got to get you laid in America. Is what I'm saying. It's got to happen. All right, right. Oh yeah, it'll happen. I'll just, I'll just give a bit of the Austin Powers and a bit of the old James Bond and say that I know the Queen and and all that sort of shit. <laughs> Guys, we got we have some new guys here in chat here. This is awesome. Dean Allen says, "Are the run our 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 run defense will be the difference in this yeah. game?" I hope you are correct. And then he goes on to say, "Fuck Green Bay, FGB." Thanks for joining us, Dylan. Dean Dean Allen, great to see you for the first time. This is awesome. When, when whenever we get to see new people in chat, love you guys, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I agree. I yeah, so do I. <laughs> Let <laughs> me interrupt you guys. It's just always fun to see you look up here and see all these new people in chat. I love it. It's it's 
like Mark Gutierrez from England and Dean Allen. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. What are you doing over there, Chris? Is Dean is Dean Allen? Is are you Dean? Are you from England too? Is are you part of the Chris persuasion? <laughs> <laughs> I just I just wanted to come they're all up at quarter to five in the morning. That's what I want to know. What the hell doing? Can they're I have for that, please? Yeah, gonna, yeah. Like, what's going on here? This says live. I'm I'm trying to brush my teeth. <laughs> they're like listening while they're taking a shower. Do you guys well, have? It's, um, better when you, it's better for when you tweet me, Darwin. I know that you tweet me and you're having a shit at the same time. Yes. <laughs> every time I ever get, every time I ever get a tweet from me, I just think, I bet dancers had a shit. <laughs> One time I told him I, I was taking a shit when I was tweeting him. I was like, that was probably too much information. <laughs> and now he can't get it out of his head. I don't I don't tweet you every time I'm shitting. Oh, oh, that's good to know then. <laughs> it's only like 70% of the time. It's not every time. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so, yeah. I'm just glad we don't I'm just glad we don't have the sound on when he tweeted us about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Treviso, what's up? Thanks for joining us, Joe. You guys are awesome in chat tonight. Thank you guys for blowing up chat. You guys are what, are what makes the show go around, man. We love you guys. Jeremy, it's good to see you again, too. Then we have a Jero, we have a Jeremy Munoz, and we have a Jeremy. It's been a while since, we, since we've seen Jeremy, so good to see you again. I mean, uh, I'm just uh, – here's what I love. We're, we're zero and zero. And it's there's no better time to just get the demons out right now than just let's just all be happy that we are zero and zero. And that's all that matters right now. Zero and zero. We have six more days to enjoy zero and zero until it's one and zero. Right? Let's hope. Yeah. Let's I, hope. Mean, I, I just want green I, I just want Green Bear to win just for Dan's health, basically. I just, I just hate to see Dan O'Quinn after the game. If we lose, I think, I think, I think I'll be quite rude about you, Dan. If we lose, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, DMing you straight away, going, Dan, you all right? Are you with us, Dan? Are you with us? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do take it personally. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like this game matters more than the other ones on this. I know that that sounds stupid. I mean, because if you're going for the plot, but then again, Green Bay's at the end of the season too. But for the most part. It's like you could have a average season, but if you beat Green Bay both times, I mean, that feels like you've done something, you know? Ooh. So we haven't swept them since 07. Let's go. Come on, man. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, That's they sweep so us almost nice. every year. We haven't swept them since Brian Greasy beat oh, them in, up in Green Bay and Kyle Orton beat them at Soldier Field in 07. Oh, my God. Brett Favre, it was Brett Favre's last regular season start as a Packer was at Soldier Field the last time we swept them. Wow. Because the next year he was, a, he was a Jet. Wow. What's the email? TP is asking. Pull it up for you. you Do you want to join the podcast, TP? Let's give you the email here. And guys, unfortunately, I do have to go. Uh, I don't have to do Mother John tonight, but I'm supposed to be on the radio at midnight. And so that gives me 10 minutes to get started. <laughs> so I've got to put a classic <laughs> rock show on, on 100.9 FM here in West Virginia. So 
I got to go do some uh, music radio as opposed to football talk. Dan, cool. much, much fun hanging out with you, man, as always. Yeah, I feel the same way. And maybe I can do a drop in on my cell phone or something next week, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll, be, love that. we'll be one and oh, one and oh. Yeah, come on, baby. Let's do it, man. All right, Chris, I love yeah. you, brother. I get to see you in October. You, Can't wait. Yeah, Dan, I get to see you in October too. It's gonna be great. Yeah, look, look right, you, Dan. Can't wait to meet up with you, mate. Take care. All right, you all, we're going for one. We're one and oh next week. We're one and oh. One and all, Dan. Let's do it. One Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. Well, all right, right we'll see you, brother. <laughs> Gotta go. See you later. Take care, mate. Love you, man. We've got Walt in the show. Walt's coming in. Walt, hop in. I got to take a leak. I'm way past my leak yeah, time. Oh, what's up, guys? I got to switch the screen. There you yeah. go. Uh, so what I miss? It'd be boring if I just have to talk. All right, Walt. How you doing, mate? What's going on, Chris? How's, uh, how's it over there across the pond? It's early in the morning, mate. Ten to five in the morning. But apart from that, we're doing all right, mate. We're doing all right. Uh, what's your uh, feelings about the game coming up this week, Walt? I'm ready for a victory. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter who it is. It, it just happens to be Green Bay. So we're looking yeah. good. You know, yeah. everyone's like, you oh, the rival, we got to beat them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think as well, it just if we do beat them, it's like the logical next step in it for the team, really. You know, if we do, mm. if we do, you know, if we do beat them, off, beat them the third. But like, like I always think as well, though, that that first week of the season, uh, just sort of send out some weird results. So we never, you know, we never know. But hey, Mister, uh, Mister Foster, what's how you Foster? doing, sir? <laughs> what's happening, Mister Watts? Walt, what's going what's up, on, Foster? Yeah, you say, Chris, it's, it's a tone-setting game. I missed the whole show, guys. I'm yeah, so you're right. sorry, but came to say hi. Chris. Oh, it's all right, mate. Yeah, look, 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 always, it's always a joy, mate, when I get to speak to you, uh, Foster. And uh, it's only about five weeks, mate, so we'll be face-to-face, and it's going to be a, an absolute blast, man. It's just going to be so much fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so looking forward to You know what, like, I was thinking about the trip today, and it, it's not so much about, obviously, I can't wait to go to the games, but the most important part for me is meeting everybody who I've sort of got to know the last sort of couple of years doing podcasts. You know, it's same, same about you, Foster, you know what I mean? Because me and you got to know each other in the chat you know, <laughs> on the Barroom Network, didn't we? Like, uh, you know, on various shows, that's how we got to know each other. So yeah. it's going to be absolutely so cool to, to meet everybody face to face. That's a bit I'm really looking forward to. Oh, definitely, man. And, and my own sister's telling me I suck. Tells that. What? <laughs> it's on, I just saw it on the screen. <laughs> Airbear, Cliffster. Right there. What didn't I look at? Here, wait. So yeah, Linda Foster says you suck. Thanks, Lynn. I love you too. <laughs> Something wrong with my family, dude. So what? So what? What? What are your thoughts, Foster, about about the game on Sunday? Say it again. Oh man, I had a whole scenario, and I I talked about it on that Maniac Mike show, and I'm right, right, I'm just. I just flipped because I've been doing. <laughs> she scared the crap out Hello there. Hello, Linda. Hello there. <laughs> yep, there we go. Boss, the boss, my sister, the 
boss has got I, me uh, running. I don't know what I'm doing, man. I just think we're going to win that game. I, I, it's going to be closer <laughs> than people think I expect. Good. What's up, Danimal? What's up, Foster? Think, uh, uh, people are – some of us Bear fans are underestimating love. Other people just say he stinks. And, I, and from what mm. I've looked at recently, how, how much is there to show him in film in the NFL? Not a lot. But but the guy sat there and learned. I, I, I think last year he wasn't ready. That's mm. why Rodgers stuck around another year, and now they think he's ready. That's why Rodgers uh, is gone. Uh, Foster, you're giving Rodgers too much credit. He's just a dick. Well, I know that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but, but the way things work, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I, I shouldn't even have hopped on here, guys, because I've been running all day and I'm sweaty and I was getting all the What do you mean you shouldn't have hopped on here? Of course you should have. Thanks for hopping on, Foster. No problem, man. I was hanging out with that with Maniac Mike. Those guys are fun. We got to definitely get them on there. Yeah, I saw him in chat. That was, yep. dude. Foster is our manager. He's uh, what? 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 What's your title? We called you, um, insane dude. No, you are the you're the media relations <laughs> manager, Foster. We're we're gonna crash and burn, dude. And I'll drive us right there too. Yeah, you got <laughs> you got it. You got media relations manager, Chris. Done. Chris, man, we'll go down having a lot of fun, but I'm going to drive us right off the cliff, and everybody's in the school bus. And, not, and I'm not not the cliff, Victoria. It's a literal cliff. We might run cliff over on the way like my cliff. Life. But... <laughs> well, that I, sounds I, like my, guys, my normal think, everyday life, man. You guys are going to win this? Sorry, Watsy. Go. I'm shutting up here for a minute. I'm bad one. <laughs> Wow, I've been called Watsy in ages. That's why that's why I used to get called at school. Oh my school wow. day, Watsy. So uh, well wow. done, Foster. Well done, mate. I like that. <laughs> did you uh, did Foster, did you hear that uh early in the show? I uh, driving so we're I, we're in Florida now. So driving down here, Cliff called me, Cliff Victoria, and offered me a ticket to the Tampa Bay Bucks game. So I'm going to the game with Cliff, man, down here in Tampa. Hey Cliff, I'm I'm coming down yeah, for that yeah. game too. I know you got one more ticket. Why don't you just let me and Dan go? <laughs> that'll give him, dude. That'll give him time to cook us plenty of food. He'll do your roof for you too, Cliff. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do your roof at midnight. He'll do the roof at midnight. I ain't doing yeah. it during the day down there, man. Yeah, you you'll do the roof. You do the roof at midnight. He'll he'll do the the meatloaf at midnight. Cliff, did you see? Uh... <laughs> Or I, I'm sorry, Chris. Did you see Cliff's meatloaf uh, on last week's? Is that, is that is that is that is that a rude question? Is that an insinuation? <laughs> I've ne I've never seen that man's penis. I've never seen Cliff's. I've never seen Cliff's penis. I'm sure it's nice because he's a nice guy, but I'm, I assure the public, no penis has been seen by me. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, Chris. Neither has his wife. <laughs> wow! Let me share. The, Sorry, uh, Cliff. He set me up for it, dude. You know me, dude. I don't mean no harm. There's, there's, there's. You finally get to see Cliff's meatloaf, guys. Look at that! Finally, I, finally, I to freeze that and mail it to me, son of a gun. <laughs> guys, we're gonna unveil a, a new segment on BCP this Thursday called. Feeding the bear. That's right. Feeding the bear. 
So I'm going to, I actually Four have our shows from now on guys. With no, the food I have a, it's only an eight minute video. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make them less. I'll make them, I'll try to get them to, down to like a two minute video at the most, but this one's an eight minute video. Just bear with it. It's, it's going to be my Wagyu burgers on the grill. We're going to show you how to, how I did this on Thursday. Be prepared. Right. We got some, we got some awesome shit. <laughs> what, what's that, Walt? Yeah, but that's Wagyu. Wagyu, yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, that, 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 I was just going to say, Dan, can it surpass my, um, my, 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 my tea of uh, a can of beans on a, a slice of white bread? <laughs> oh. Can it surely beat that, Dan? Yes, <laughs> yes I can. Make me want to show it now. Why, 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 so I'm 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 figuring out an easy way to to do this, and it's just with a couple of simple pictures for like Cliff and and my and Mammy, because Mammy, it's, it's hard for my for my Mammy to um, go in the kitchen and try to record her making a meal, but she's gonna give me some she's gonna give us some recipes for tailgating and things like that, and we're gonna try to put them together for you and show you some quick videos of them uh, just for fun, you know, at the end at the end of a show like now. Um, just for fun, we'll call it the feeding the bear segment. Time to feed the bear. What do you guys think? Like you it. like that? I like it. That's what, that's what he said. Yeah. Swifty's saying, good idea. <laughs> I love it, Swifty. And Swift, we'll, we can, I'll make Swifty. We'll episode and we'll make you some pancakes. <laughs> I'll, make you, I'll make you those pancakes that my, my buddies my buddy's mom made when I was a kid and she, they were like, like the, a pancake this big had like a three quarter inch ring around the outside. That was crispy. Like a fucking cookie. It was amazing. I'll show you how to make those. We'll make some pancakes. You see, you, see, you, you see over here, we actually have a day called pancake Tuesday. Um, so I, I always, I'll always change that to Swifty Tuesday now. So it being pancake Tuesday, <laughs> I'll change it to Swifty Tuesday. Nice. Damn, Swifty damn, Tuesday. Damn British, always making something special out of something that's normal. So what are you going to make? Well, we've got to do, mate. Chris, I know you talked about making us some meals when you come, uh, when you're hanging out with us and my family. What are you going to make? What, what's one of those things? I'm a blind on the blueberry. I can't, re I can't remember saying that at all, Dan. Are you sure that was me? Yeah, you, it was like a, it was totally a hole or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Basically. Oh, now you I, remember, I huh? Told, I, well, my mum makes it. I've never made it personally. But you were going to get your mum's recipe. Together, I'd be all right. Yeah. That's well. Yeah. Yeah. Is it coming back so, to you yeah, now? It's basically a big Yorkshire. Yeah, it's a big Yorkshire pudding, um, and then you've got sausages, uh, mashed potato, uh, carrots and peas, and then loads of gravy on top of it. It's absolutely delicious. Toad in a hole. 
sound good, gonna, and, but it is. <laughs> remember, Chris, there's two things that you have to remember about your trip I'll, coming home, okay? Or coming to Illinois. To Illinois. To the, to, first off, your trip to the United States and your trip to Chicago, okay? Both one and the same. You have to remember these two things. Remember to document and record yourself packing your clothes and everything. Like, record yourself getting into yeah. the... You know, go to the airport, record yourself at the airport. Just make a couple of quick videos here, you know, 30 second videos. OK, and and remember to do yeah. that. And then remember to when you get off the plane, record yourself coming out of the plane. I'm going to record myself pulling up. You're going to record yourself coming out of the airport. We're going to like meet with our phones recording each other. Right. In real time, we're going to put together a video. We're going to make a little montage video of your. Yeah. Of your experience yeah. and your trip to, to Chicago. Okay, so that's the first part you have to remember. The second one is to get that fucking recipe from uh -huh. your mom. From your mom. Do not forget that recipe from your mom. You got to make toads in a hole. We'll we'll help you. We'll all do it well, together. We all we know how to cook. We'll help yeah. you with it. Oh so, yeah. So Dan, what you're saying is, is this is a ninety day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Walt's dry, man. I love Walt. Walt, your, your sense of humor is so dry. And like, it's amazing. I love it. it <laughs> his, time, his timing's getting better and better, man. The guy's getting impeccable with timing, dude. Oh, yeah. Remember, yeah. hey, you guys remember, like, it's like, like it's he didn't say nothing, and then, and then all of a sudden that one day he nailed me twice in a row. It was just sweet. It was perfect. Like, yep. like we set it up for him, like, it was all planned. He pulled a PJ, man. He just that's what we knew. That's what we right knew. Now. Walt was Walt was part yep. of the team. Yep. <laughs> the minute the minute you bury Foster, you're in, dude. But what, what were you saying, Chris, about the, about, about the toad in the hole? You fuckers interrupting him. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, no, I know, I know how to. Well, I've never made Yorkshire pudding myself. You see, like, because you have to do it from scratch. I mean, mum won't tell me a recipe because she doesn't really write it down. She just sort of does it. Uh, mm. But I'll investigate, and I'll be I'll be there, ready to make it when, when I get there. I'll I'll do what I need to do. It's not hard anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely no, no, get no, 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 like no. these guys. And it's no, no, Chris. You have to get what? when you get the recipe from your mum. You have to make sure you get yeah. the brand. So if she uses a certain kind of flour. Write down the brand of right. flour. If she uses a certain kind of, you know, like sugar is normal, salt is normal, you know, things like that. But if she uses yeah. like, um, oh, well, I use this blah 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 flour. Well, make sure you write that down because yeah. it could be important to to the to the flavoring of the food, right? We might just in America just go get a, a thing of Bisquick, you know, uh, you know, pancake right. batter, right. try to make what you're making, where whereas your mom makes it with so-and-so flour and, and she makes it herself you know yeah. so that's important so just make sure you get certain yeah. things like the details of that get the exact fucking recipe please because well, yeah, I, I, I will do definitely yeah. we'll have, yeah, we I can even definitely we, we can well, even do that for a, a feed the bear segment too we can record it chris mm. yeah <laughs> it'd be like the uh the swedish chef on the muppets <laughs> yes yes <laughs> It'll be That's a lot of fun. Mate. No problem. And then no you'll problem. never leave. We're, we're going to suck you in, Chris. To the northern mate, suburbs. I don't want to come. Mate, on, on, 
Honestly, honestly, Dad, I don't, I don't, I've got a feeling that I won't want to come back over here. Honestly, I do. I've got a feeling that I must be thinking, how can I get back to America as soon as I can? Uh, because I'm done, I'm done over here, man. So, uh, well, I Foster's got a sister back there. <laughs> does, does Foster, does does your does oh, Linda yeah. need to marry anybody? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but she, but you know, she'll take control of the situation. She could have. Who knows, man? She's capable of many things. I don't even want to know. She's a Bengals fan, though. Chris. No, she's not. She just she can't she's read. A, and she's she's dyslexic. That was a that was, no, she's colorblind. A, she's she yeah, can't she's read. Colorblind and dyslexic. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> number, it's that number one Bears fan, and she's got a Bengals jersey on, man. I, you know, you guys know how my family works. <laughs> That's good stuff. No, Chris, oh, yeah, there's come, out, come out to the States. Uh, you, Foster, and whoever's here, come to my house. I'll cook you guys something good. Oh, some jello, some uh, some fish hey. jello. Yep, fish <laughs> jello and uh, fish, uh, catfish and spaghetti, too. PJs, <laughs> <laughs> man. Wait a minute now. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on now. Hold on. If you have to do that, Walt, we don't have to have a five minutes was all eating it. Walt, you was going so good. You had to mess it up, bro. Dog, bro. That's all I gotta say. Walt, you with me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> well, we, you know what, though? Chris, I, I gotta take him to Gene and Jude's, Dan. He's gotta go to Gene and Jude's, you think? What's that? Gene and Jude's, I, I've never been there. What? What is it, a steakhouse? No, they only sell hot dogs, french fries, and tamales since 1947. Gina, oh. you've never heard of them? No, but take them there. Yes, in fact, wow. Foster, we're gonna we're we're planning um a day where we come down there and do the uh the river tour. You know, so we can, if you want, uh, Walt, PJ, if you guys want to plan and come up with us and we can meet that day, that'd be awesome. We can, we're gonna we're yeah, we're gonna definitely. try to break it up with uh with yeah. with uh, Chris to where we do like a day thing. And then we're gonna go do maybe the day thing. We'll do like Uno's Pizza or something during the day thing, and then we're gonna do a night thing where we go for like a you know uh, um, maybe Wrigleyville and maybe go to like um, Kingston Mines, take him out to a blues place or so. He wants to go to um, mm -hmm. like a, a real blues place, but you know um, what's what's the one guy's place? Chris, Chris, you know who to hang with, right? For all this stuff, dude. What do you got? It seems like. It seems like a, a, a distance, like a the south. It's more on the south side of the city to go to um, Buddy Guys. So if you go to like Kinks and Mines in that area, right, right, still get some decent food. What do you think, Foster? Oh yeah, yeah. But I, I like some of the places, man. There's places. There's only one place that has stuff, and Gina Jude's is one of them. And then, yeah. for, I mean, there's stuff that I would, I would, I, I, I got better place to go than Uno's, man. I mean, just. No, we got no. We're taking them to Uno's, but we can okay. definitely do June and Jude's thing. Or you got you guys can. That's that would be. But it'd be cool yeah. if we could all meet up for like the river tour day. You know, we can all hang out. Hit up the Hancock Building and do the uh, the the tilt over the city. Oh yeah, you should go out on the glass yeah. ledge too. Mm -hmm. Oh fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've seen that, man. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, it looks uh, I think I saw that. I think, took, I think the Bears took the rookies to it a couple of years ago and they filmed okay. it. And uh, I don't know. I think I'll be all right, man. But I, I don't know what I'm like about heights. I might just sort of 
freeze up when we get to the top floor and cling onto somebody's leg. But uh, yeah. I've looked, I have seen a view from that building, and it absolutely looks amazing. Yeah, I I work I've worked two hundred feet in the air on a tower, dude. And when I go on that stupid clear box and look down, I get dizzy from looking down to really? the ceiling. Oh so, wow! And, and like I said, I've I've been up pretty high, just hanging with three ropes in the middle of nowhere at two in the morning in the winter, and that scares me more than, than yeah. hanging off a water tower, dude. Just because I don't know the depth, whatever the depth does, it's like vertigo type stuff. You're, I, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I suppose, it, I suppose yeah, it's, it's your mind going that you shouldn't really be studying. You shouldn't, you shouldn't really be able to see this view without dying. I suppose that's what's going on. <laughs> exactly. My wife wants me to do the roller coaster thing on the stratosphere in Las Vegas where they drop you off the side of the. I'm like, nope, not doing it. Never. <laughs> Never gonna do it. No? All right, you're, you're was too old now for that, man. Yeah, when I was 25, I would have jumped out of a fucking airplane with it with a parachute. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> there, there's not anymore. there's another one Bearsky's bringing up that I've talked about. Harlow's Grill. Mm. That's another one, man, because they've been around. Man, I think that place has been there since the 30s or the 40s, dude. Yeah, well, it's just there. a little grill, but like, my I go, I love going over there and getting. A double cheeseburger, and they just load. That's it. what he was talking about. He was, he was, he was talking about like some bar food, kind of a yeah. good bar, bar food place too. You know, that's why mm. I said, man, you, you, you Chris, he'll be you, there. You know the guy who knows all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be hanging out. So we'll, absolutely, we'll, man. We can, we can work together. Plus, yeah. he'll be, he'll be off staying at um, Aldo's for a few days too. You guys can meet up, and you know, whatever else we can't get done. All together, you can yeah. do separately yeah. too. And There's gonna be plenty. I got, of time. All, yeah. the, I got all those number, and he's close to me. He's like 18 minutes from from door to door of me and Albo. Yeah, we're that close. Oh, so cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just we'll figure out. We'll have a great everybody. time, man. And, and the more people we get involved, the better it'll be. Cliff's saying, oh, yeah, "Shorty, yeah. Have, Cliff's saying, Shorty, we have hotel rooms reserved if you want to come stay a day or two early." Is there going to be women involved, Cl Cliff? Like wives? I'm going to say, what's that? Yeah. There's what's going to be guys. There, time. I I should just drive. By that I mean, no, I don't mean like for two days, man. Is that okay? Cliff? I'm not trying to be a gay thing. I just mean like, are we going to be away from our wives? Can we hang out as guys? Because I I might do that. I might come up there uh, Saturday. Let me just say something real. Oh quick no, 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 no. Real quick. Tell him, Pete. Tell him, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Who's pulling? Oh no, it's already it's already planned. It's it's already planned, PJ. Uh, I'm gonna talk to Kid. He's gonna make sure she go with you. <laughs> she can't. We have dogs. <laughs> is he is he just popping in and out, throwing comments, and then like yes. at his own discretion? We gotta put an we gotta P put the kibosh on that. PJ is our producer tonight. Good job, PJ. You're, you're killing it, producing man. What's well, like I'm taking something a over here, probably some fish taking a break spaghetti. tonight. <laughs> are, are, you, are you taking some notes from that, Walt? That's how you pop in and out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Walt. Fucking Walt got his own man. style, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Walt just gone fuck it tonight. Just fuck it. Swifty <laughs> PJ's like removing I'm... himself, man. We can't. We can't help what's going on. He's doing it to himself, all of it, purposely. <laughs> 
And you for the it. record, I do not do it to myself, self foster. I do not do it to myself. Yes, you do. Yes, no, you, do. I, I, yes you do. No. Come on. You've never. Come on. Come on. Jeez. A man that can't admit that he's ever masturbated. It's just come on. Come on, PJ. Nope. He's not going to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't touch myself. <laughs> is that is that your motto? I All don't I touch do myself. <laughs> I don't want you to know I don't touch myself. <laughs> when Dan thinks about anybody, he touches himself. <laughs> Touching myself right now. She said, What you? you guys I, seriously, you guys are awesome. I love you guys, man. With all my heart. Thank all you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Everyone in chat, Walt, Foster, Chris, PJ, Dan, Aguirre. I mean, all you guys are, you guys are what, the whole reason why all of us do this, man. Seriously, this is a lot of fun. Let, let's talk about what's, what's coming up here in the coming, in the, the next week or two for BCP. So next Thursday, we have a Three Point Stands podcast coming on. Swoopsie's going to join us as well. And then uh, this coming Sunday, I'm not sure if I'm doing the PSF game for the Packers, but if I do, I'm gonna let's let's just assume I do. We're gonna do a pregame here on BCP with Swifty, and then uh, after the game, we're gonna come back here and watch the press conference together with Swifty. I'll hang out and watch the press conference because that's who wants to everyone wants to watch the press conference after the game that's that's the most fun part after the game you're you're waiting for the responses right and then next week uh the week after that the 14th September 14th we're ha having actor comedian Matt Walsh on the show and also one of his buddies who I got the contact from his name is James Underdown and guys this is crazy i have to actually show you this before i do that i want to pull up the uh, image of matt wallace just so everybody knows who he is uh let's see here matt walsh he's been in many different things he's, he was in old school he was in he's been in the show veep he's been uh, he was in um the hangover he's been in he's been in so many movies i can't even remember all of them and this is Matt Walsh. This not not the um, not the not the the bearded guy, but this guy right here. He's been in so many things. He is a riot. I met him at a Bears game many years ago, and we're gonna have a lot of fun with him. And he's gonna have James. We're gonna have a James Underdown, his buddy. I learned that these guys did a podcast together, guys, called the uh, the Bear Down Podcast. And they actually have a website for it. You can see here. And it's it, this is this is 10 years ago in 2013. They were doing a podcast together. This one says here that Horatio Sands was on it, Matt Walsh. Uh, James Underdown plays a character called Fireman Pete, which I guess is supposed to, like they both were talking about how funny this is. We are going to have a fucking blast with these actor comedians on the show, guys. It is going to be an absolute blast. 
in uh, a week and a half from now. Actually, yeah, a week and a half from now. It's going to be an absolute blast. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. Make sure that you tell your friends and like and subscribe and set your notifications because we've got a lot of fun, awesome shit coming up here. I shouldn't say shit. Stuff. Awesome, fun <laughs> stuff coming up here on uh, BCP. We can all look forward to it. We're going to have some fun, man. It's not going to be shit. It's going to be fun. The season, about, the season is, is about to start. Brilliant. So we're going to have fun, man. Nothing but fun. We're here to have fun with you guys. Any any rebuttals to that? Nothing. No, I, I like fun. I like fun. Fun likes me. <laughs> we don't we don't do fun here, man. This is a serious bear show, dude. I don't know what exactly. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're all about analytics and uh, making sure we get our numbers correct and uh, you know giving you the I just, proper stats. There's no room for fun here, Dan. We just watch tape. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Shorty, we're taking. I mean, Swifty, we're taking over, dude. You're done. You're done. The tape always lies. Yes, yes, yep. yes. The tape yeah. never tells the truth or the whole story, Janet. Remember that. Only believe half of what oh, you see. The tape. Yeah, the tape is the tape, all the, tape, the tape never tells the whole story. I love it, Foster. There you go. I wanted to, I wanted to thank uh, Maniac Mike for letting me ruin seven hours of his show last night. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> Honestly, the guy was on for like seven hours and twenty nine minutes. It's the what middle of the night. I'm looking through. I'm looking through. Just going. I'm like, oh man, let me see what this dude's talking about. He's talking about the lions and stuff, and you know, nice, nice conversation. Nothing too detailed, but we're getting just some information about what he thinks how the lions are going to do and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start being my smart ass self. So I do that. Next thing I know, he's like, dude, why don't you come on the show? I just put a link in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll pop on for 20 minutes. Like the next morning I got off the show. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Mike and, and Steve from uh, New Breed 313 Sports. He's He's been looking at our stuff, too. Uh, those are the two guys that uh, we need to get, get on here for the, the Detroit stuff. Thanks, guys. Last night was a blast. You, you made my evening. So and it's awesome that you're reaching out. To, it's awesome that you're reaching out to um, other uh, NFC North team podcasters because we definitely want to have them on the show when we start getting into the season. Right when they're playing, it would be great to have on. You know, at the end of the show, um, towards the end of the show, have on a, a, a quick, you know, fifteen minute segment of uh, another podcaster who does their whatever team you're yeah. playing. That'd be awesome. Uh, let me let me say this just so you guys know because I'm gonna forget. So we have somebody, we have guys, two guys for Detroit. We've got a podcast for Washington. I'm working on a dude with the Raiders. So I, I was just trying to go around and get us a podcast for every team we play if possible this year. I've got so one for the Vikings I did last year, so that's covered. So you got Unless the Vikings covered? Okay, good. We could probably, yeah. probably use one more. Unless we okay. want to do the same team, it's the same podcasters for both teams. That's fine. That's Me. why I was kind of like, like with these guys, with Tim and Steve, they each have their own show. Mm -hmm. uh, they are friends. So I figure we could, we could do it however you guys want to do it, man. And, and even that, I did reach out last year. Uh, we were, when we were on the bar room, we were actually supposed to have Lions UK on this show, on one of the shows. And 
something happened where they had to cancel so I could reach out to them again too. But whatever, man, I'll work it one, one at a time and hopefully we get everybody and it just works out good. And then everybody gets the information, uh, have some fun doing it, you know? Well, Maniac Sports, I just subscribed to you as we speak. So if you subscribe back to us, we'll be able to keep in contact a lot easier that way because we'll see each other's content coming out. Foster will be in contact with you as well. And we'll, we'll, we'll send you to uh, Walter, our producer. And it would be awesome to do something with you guys leading up to that Lions game week. He's, he subbed last night, and he's already got the email address. Him and Steve Excellent. Bolt from 313 Sports. He's got the email address, too, so we're good to go. Talk, Give it up for both Foster. Of those guys today. Give it up for Foster, guys. It's extremely bad, rotten, terrible. One of the <laughs> best, worst scenes I've ever seen. Thank you very much. Our media relations manager, Foster. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, guys, I have to go give my dog another three eye drops for her eye that has been stabbed by a thorn in our yard, and she now has an ulcer and needs to see an eye specialist this week. So uh, before my wife comes out here and tries to stab me in the eye, let's go ahead and end this show so I can go take care of my pup. And um, this, this coming Thursday... We, uh, PJ and Foster and Walt and I, we have on uh, the Three Point Stands podcast along with uh, Swifty's going to join us as well. And then, of course, we have the uh, pregame for the Bears and the postgame for the Bears. We might do the game cast if we can figure that out. Not sure yet. Um, and then, of course, the following week will be actor, comedian Matt Walsh. We're very excited. Got a lot of stuff coming up with PSF. We, um, as we showed earlier, might be getting Jim. It looks like we're getting Jim McMahon on the show, guys. So uh, that's exciting as well. Plus the other avenues that we are going to uh, venture down just by uh, this awesome um, conglomeration with PSF that I'm doing. So very excited about that. Um, guys, love everyone here in chat. Thank you all for joining us. I'm sorry that we have not gotten to talk to you that much tonight. Dan is kind of the star of the show. So uh, we try like hell to talk with you guys when Dan's on the show, but uh, he is a very um, excellent guest, uh, co-host who just kind of takes over. He's got excellent thoughts. He's very, very powerful in his voice. So thank you. Everybody. Thank it's really nice. Yes. <laughs> Brian being Gilmore. Modest, yeah. <laughs> just being modest. Yeah. <laughs> Bearski Films, Mo Beerman's Retro. Uh, Tim's Maniac Sports. Maniac Sports, thanks again for joining us. Oh, boy. who? All, everyone who's been in here. Swifty's been in here. Swifty, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, gosh. Who am I missing? Hair Bear. Cliff Victoria. Bear Ski Films. Hair Bear. Cliff Victoria, yes. We love you guys. Without you guys, we cannot function. So thank you very much. Thank you for your super chat, Mark Gortier. Gautier from uh, England up there. I wonder where he's living next to you, Chris. That's would be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe we can I'm start a GoFundMe. Go <laughs> well, there's our next, our next vit, I mean, next guy. Our next victim, yeah. He's like, you better not start a GoFundMe that's not for me. <laughs> did, you, did we see Bersky's video or not? I just was curious. Oh no, I, I didn't get to it. I'm sorry, Bersky. 
I, I, I have to wrap this up because I have to go take care of my dog. So uh, we'll play it. Uh, well, if, if it's still relevant Thursday, we can play it Thursday. How about that, Bearski? But we appreciate you all for hanging out with us in chat tonight. Guys, thanks for hopping on, on with us late at night, you know, uh, after Dan left. Appreciate you guys. PJ, excellent job with the uh, production of the show tonight, man. You want to you want to do you want to run the closer for us? Yeah, go for it, PJ. You thinking you thinking you handle that shit? I can handle it, but absolutely not. I'm busy doing something else right now. <laughs> no, he's he's playing with himself. Can. That's what I thought. I thought he was doing a little bit. I thought I thought I'd table him like this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Walt, you got this then? Yeah, I guess I'll run it. I got it, dude. I could do it. <laughs> no, I got I it. Man. Fail, no I fail every time. Don't, yeah, don't, don't give that. No. We're trying to run a serious right. show here, Foster. No, go ahead, dude. I'm messing around. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. You have any last parting words? Um, That's it. Not really, no. Right. Fair enough. See we'll you see later. You guys. <laughs> no. We will see. Uh, if, if for anyone who has a, an Apple phone, because I, Android is not currently available yet for PSF, Lester Wiltfog and I are doing kind of a a quick. Uh, trial run tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time if you want to hop on the PSF app. Uh, other than that, we will see you guys this Thursday. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys on a one, two, three. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. 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 Bears.